Hello and welcome to The Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I am Connor from the House of L. And I am Ray from the House of Zod. And we are here, trapped in Australia. Bizarro Australia, I think. <laughs> and we have decided to read Superman comics. And uh, disclaimer, uh, I know I said I'm from the House of L, but I am the really grumpy one. <laughs> and uh our, our ray from the house was odd he's a really optimistic yeah person yeah yeah uh and connor is the super fan and i am the newbie yes yeah uh i am the quote-unquote veteran i wouldn't call myself a veteran but yes i am the super fan here so basically the thing with this podcast is uh he's new i'm not but we're gonna cover bunch of whatever we want essentially learn more about superman in the process and it's going to be awesome uh maybe learn more about ourselves (laughs) this fantastic (laughs) journey that we're taking yes but yes it is it is quite exciting um but so yeah i've read a lot of superman uh and ray has read essentially no superman he's read i think one or two stories yeah uh, one of them being the, I'm sure, brilliant Superman and Batman versus, uh, what is it, Aliens and Predator? Aliens and Predator, oh, Yeah, gosh. I'm sure that was uh, <laughs> that wasn't... absolute riveting. <laughs> didn't get me off on the right foot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess we'll start with, uh, I guess we'll start with kind of what got us into Superman. Mm. So, uh, Razod. What what brought you to the character? What, what what was your introduction to Superman in your life? Thank you very much, Connor L. I um, yeah. Look, as mentioned, Connor had said I am a newbie, uh, and it's it's strange, right? I've got this curiosity about Superman because I'm essentially, I guess you could say, I'm essentially a street level hero fan. <laughs> like I'm a Marvelite, right? So I follow. Uh, a lot of characters like like Daredevil, um, like Moon Knight, uh, you know, the likes of Iron Fist, stuff like that, Punisher. Uh, and anyway, Superman to me is something totally different, right? He is absolutely super-powered to the hilt. Uh, he can do, in my eyes, basically anything. And I felt there was a little bit of a hole in my comic book fandom, which required some uh some filling up so superman i might as well go straight to the top and go towards superman uh and just see how he's kind of used in stories uh because essentially he could be he could be treated in many ways i guess we he he, uh he can have cosmic intergalactic battles Um, he's also very intrinsic to metropolis and there's that kind of domestic um, kind of aspect to him with Lois Lane and 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 his son. Then you have him interacting with the other heroes of the DC universe. So all this sort of stuff is really intrigued me. So I thought maybe um, it would be good to actually go on this journey with Connor, who actually knows a lot about Superman, uh, and to cast cast a critical eye. Look, I'm not going to be disparaging of the character or anything. I want to learn more about him. Uh, but I want to uh, really understand him and get under his skin and really know him well. So uh, I'll be I'll be looking at these stories that is being told by, um, of him, and there are plenty of them. 
and uh, yeah, making an assessment of, of you know how he stacks up against the street level heroes, I guess. Um, Connor, you have a far richer history with Superman. Yep. Uh, actually, I will point out, uh, Ray's not a typical newbie, though, because he likes kryptonite. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, with Superman, uh, I grew up with Christopher Reeve, like I'm sure many of us did. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I found out about Superman. I watched uh, a lot of the Max Fleischer cartoons from the 40s, mm-hmm. which still have fantastic animation uh, by today's standards. Uh, yeah, I, I loved Superman 1 and 2. As a kid, I loved 3 as well. Can't remember ever seeing 4. Uh, mm-hmm. As an adult, I still like the first 3, but I think all three of those movies have serious problems. Um, but I think the first one's still the best. Anyway, this is going mm-hmm. on with it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, grew up on those. Uh, I, As a kid, I read a lot of Superman comics from the 50s mm-hmm. uh, with you know, crazy stuff like other Kryptonians popping up, Superboy adventures, uh, Mr. McSpitlick, uh, all, all that good stuff. Um, so yeah. And then as, as a teenager, I was into Spider-Man a lot. Uh, but then I sort of came back and got heavily into Superman, I guess when I sort of started becoming an adult, I started reading those, artsy sort of superman stories like the serious ones like mm. red sun kingdom come uh you know a bit, bit, bit grittier a bit darker right yeah, yeah yeah and uh you know just that that, that were like you know adult comics i guess um which is pretty much every comic nowadays mm. uh even superman nowadays is pretty much an adult comic um but yeah i so that's what got me heavily heavily into superman was stuff like kingdom come for the man who has everything with alan moore and i went down the rabbit hole i went back into the golden age the 30s the 40s where he was just fighting uh corruption very small scale he couldn't fly he didn't have laser eyes he just jumped and hit people really hard uh <laughs> And, yeah, then I went, you know, and I just, I loved going through all the different decades. Yeah. You know, the 50s and 60s had him getting cursed by Cirque from ancient Greece yeah. <laughs> and turning into a lion, or he'd find himself on some distant planet. And there's just so many different types of stories of Superman. There's street-level stories. There's cosmic stories. Yeah. There's, yeah, uh, there's just, it's awesome. And modern Superman is uh i'm not uh, ray has been reading some bendis and stuff i'm not actually yes. quite up to date with modern superman Ooh, i'm the expert uh <laughs> yes i the last serious run i read of modern superman was grant morrison's action comics which might be uh one of my favorite superman runs if not my favorite run but i haven't seriously read him until then not because i've been disinterested but i have 80 years of material that i've just been having fun going through yeah, we could. You know, we could, it's a long process. Um, we could literally just throw anything at the board, Connor, and end up talking about that topic, whether it be the cartoon, the films, the Golden Age comics, you know, the modern comics. There's yeah, just so much with Superman. Yeah. Have a medium section, throw a dart, choose a decade, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Yeah. And going to be quite a fun journey i reckon i'll just from what you said there connor i found it quite interesting you cut your teeth quite early on the 50s superman now that's i'd imagine that's quite a um 
uh, quite a heavy-ish read for someone so young back then? Uh, it is now, mm. with kids <laughs> and their damn iPads. <laughs> but but they, they are very wordy, yes. Mm. But, mm. Um, I mean, they this was back when, like, 50s Superman. I mean, there was a... Um, Obviously, it was adults writing it, and there were, you know, there's a lot of, lot of, um, you know, a lot of well-known Superman writers, yeah, like Alvin Schwartz and stuff like that, and they were writing like they 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 were treating the character seriously. They were they were writing, you know, they were playing with ideas and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. it was still marketed towards kids, and they are still great kids comics. Okay. Um, they there's so much crazy stuff happening in them. They're so good. They let your imagination run wild. Mm. Uh, there's one where he gets a power where, like, he shoots out a miniature version of himself from his hand, <laughs> and then that has all his powers. And it's really bizarre stuff. And uh, that's then weird. There's, yeah, but from that era is also the classic stories, like the three Kryptonians escaping from the Phantom Zone. Ah, um, which you know is obviously the plot of Superman Two. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, a lot of Krypton stuff there. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I mean, my sister just had her ninth birthday, mm-hmm. and I got her a, a big, uh, chunky book of Volume 1 of Silver Age Supergirl, and she loves it. So, Oh, nice. I think it's still great for kids. Are you a uh, fan of Supergirl? Is all the other kind of the extended... The super family? Yeah, yeah. Um... Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's probably uh, the might answer. Be, might be might be too early to answer. I mean, yeah. I I will say I think Superman should be the sole survivor of Krypton. Right. That's just my opinion. I know there like, are more this... and more people coming out of Krypton. Uh, are there like more and more people? That... Yeah, oh, okay. in the Superman fandom, I guess there's a lot of different opinions about this. I mean, mm. the, I'm not. I don't feel strong enough about it that I'm actively annoyed of Supergirls there. Mm. I just think Superman's better as the, the last survivor of his race. Yeah. Um, well, it I makes him special, doesn't it? It makes him yeah. special. So, yeah. yeah. I'm a big fan of Crypto, though. Oh, the dog. I love Crypto. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. amazing. Um, <laughs> except except when he talks. <laughs> oh, oh, he I talks? Oh, oh, yeah, there was, like, a whole Crypto... Like, yeah, they... Like there was other animals and they all talk to each other and stuff. It's very. Um, um, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna ask a very geeky question, but is it like a telepathic kind of communication, or does he literally open his mouth and talk? I believe. Oh man, see, this is where I'm gonna be outed as a phony. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's. Ah oh, man, I'm. Honestly, I just I can't remember. It's been yeah. so long since I read a crypto book. Oh. I'm, How's that, listeners? I got him. I stumped him. <laughs> yeah. No, um, yeah. Actually, I will be the first. Yeah, I am not. I am not a, a thor- an all-knowing authority on Superman, mm. uh, but I have made an active effort to read every version of the character. You know, yeah. um, and that's why I like the character so much because throughout all these versions, at his core, he's essentially the same. He's just a guy trying to do the right thing. And what we want our listeners to know. Uh, dear listeners, is that um, we're hoping to um, cater towards, you know, the big fans, the fans that, you know, know everything, that know all the stats. But we also want to encourage fans similar to myself, new to Superman, um, and are kind of just interested in wanting to know more about Superman as well. Um, we're hoping this podcast will cater for everyone along the Superman fan spectrum. 
Um, so yeah, I, th- I think it's um, yeah, it's a good. So we don't want to, you know, we don't want to um, isolate anyone. By, yeah, we're not going to go. Yeah, by being yeah. Ult- ultra fan, you know, ultra, you know, our Krypton crypto. He uh, he he doesn't speak yeah. telepathic. He actually speaks, you know, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's also interesting to know those facts as well. So you know, right, yeah, right we- in. <laughs> If I do make, like, if I do, if we don't know something or I make a mistake, please uh, send us an email and let us know because mm. I love learning more yeah. about Superman. I'm still, I've read, like, hundreds upon hundreds of issues of Superman, but I'm still learning yeah. more, you know, I always am, so I'm happy to know. But, yeah, um, I guess, uh, I guess you've already sort of said what draws you to the character. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I I've, I've guess I've given a lot of backstory of why, like, how I got into the character, but not really what I like about him so much and sort of as I said he's he's such a he's for me he's just the rawest superhero like he yeah. is the basic superhero concept in its purest form mm-hmm. um I mean obviously there was Cape Crusaders before Superman like the Scarlet Pimpernel I believe is the first ever sort of masked vigilante right uh, but Superman's not wearing a mask that's no. the thing he's uh yeah so I mean uh, not to sound corny, but we all go out as Clark Kent, right? Yeah. And we're putting on an act. We're never being our full true selves around other people unless you're married, I guess. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, inside all of us, again, not to sound corny, but inside all of us, you know, there's the whole Superman potential yes. to be the best you can be, uh, you know, whether it's helping other people, whether it's just being, you know, super athlete or something. I don't know. We will have that Superman in us that will drive, that can just drive us to amazing things yes I mean, I, look, thing. I'd, I'd very much like to have uh, the you know the superman in me and in us rather than have a little bit of the hulk <laughs> or yeah. a little bit of the punisher you know yeah no i'll um, uh i'll take superman over that any day <laughs> yeah and i mean the guy was written and i guess one of the reasons that was that sort of rings so true is because the guy was written as a self-insert for two teens who were just fed up with um you know everything that was happening uh you know that stuff like superman uh, there was like a really awesome grant morrison interview where he said superman's just like us he just has everyday problems even at his most powerful incarnation he still has to walk he still has to walk the dog he just walks it to pluto (laughs) yeah instead of you know yeah um and i it's it's little stuff like how superman has like a fortress of solitude we all need our fortresses of solitude. We need a place to hang out, put all our cool stuff, and just sit down, relax, reflect on things. Yeah, a bit of downtime. Um, you need that yeah, little he's... personal space. He might be called Superman, but he really is the everyman. <laughs> Wait. Like, I mean, not to not to be all punny and everything, but it really is true. He had he had a pretty vanilla upbringing, especially by you know uh, the standards of the time he was created in. It's a very vanilla upbringing. It's mm. just raised on a farm yes um he didn't have any you know crazy things happen to him uh like you know his parents weren't gunned down yeah well i mean we could say as well that a lot of that happened prior to him actually being aware of that uh you know yeah. him leaving the exploding planet i mean that that's a massive thing but he he had no idea about that right so he yeah his whole upbringing was 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 quite Quite a decent upbringing, wasn't it? Yeah, generally the the when it got really crazy in the Silver Age, he left Krypton when he was a toddler. So he always had he always had those memories of Krypton, and I think throughout that whole era, he identified more as um, 
a Kryptonian than a human, but the, the core idea was still sort of the same. You know, like, he was still supposed to have that sort of normal upbringing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so, he, and uh, because because he's such an everyman, you know, a lot of his struggles are, it could be stopping a bank from being robbed, mm. or it could be, you know, talking someone off a ledge. Yeah. It could be repelling an alien invasion from yeah. the sixth dimension. <laughs> look, look, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, let's, Let's put a pin on that thought, a little a little pin, because I'd like to come back to that as well when we get into our review. That's one yes. of those little things that I really want to kind of tease out the Superman as well. Um, and, and coming from a newbie's point of view, um, it'd just be interesting to gather your thoughts on that. But anyway. Um, yeah, there, there, is, there is a specific thing here we're covering that is very, <laughs> <laughs> that will be going into that a lot. Um, yeah. 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 So, yeah, uh, I guess Superman's just super relatable for me. Yep. We, that that's why I love the character so much, and that's why he's my favorite fictional character of all time because he's just my self insert. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. You can just do anything with him, put him anywhere, any yeah. genre, any situation. Um, even uh, that's why I really love the rare horror Superman stories. Horror, they're, they're, really? Yeah, they're far and few in between, but they do Ooh, happen now and then. I'd be up for that. And not crap like Superman versus Aliens. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I heard uh, from another friend online that you have to read. There are these other um, titles yeah. that came preceded it, which actually made it make more sense. I think I jumped straight to the end with Superman versus and Batman versus Aliens and Predator because, yeah, you know, Olivetti is a great artist. He was fantastic, so I love the art. But anyway, we, we could we I'm can sure, go into that. Yeah, I'm sure you're missing out on the deepest lore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, look, apologies to anyone who was a really big fan of those books. Uh, we'll probably be covering them at some point. Yeah. So there's there's even a Superman Terminator crossover, which yeah. is very weird. Um, I wonder if there'd be a Superman Die Hard. I'd like I'd like Superman to to meet John McClane because he's more and more <laughs> becoming a superhero, isn't he? Oh uh, yeah. The, <laughs> that's John McClane sort of going on the opposite way. He was uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was the whole point was like he was just an ordinary dude. And, yeah. And. Now it's like they keep calling me back. Yeah. I'm just an ordinary stubborn cop. He's taken down <laughs> armoured helicopters, you know, he's yeah. doing all sorts of stuff. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Well, well, just um, just quickly as well, um, you touched upon it as well, Connor. I, I wanted to say as well that the films, Christopher Reeve films, yes. were the big thing for me as well. That that was the main exposure to Superman that, that, I, um, that I encountered when I was young. And it, it created... It was it created quite a big impact for me as well. I guess the success of the movies really did raise the the profile of Superman. I mean, although as you say, he's very recognisable globally. I think that the films really did that. Um, and so then you got all the merchandise that came with it. So I remember when I was really young, um, my mum got me the the Superman costume, you know, all that sort of stuff. So so as you grew up, like growing up, I do associate superman with with you know the young years and growing up but um it, it kind of stopped there you know and, yeah. and when i hit comics and started collecting comics i don't know why but it just it, he just fell off similar to to batman as well so it's so a big name characters dc in general kind of fell off but yeah that was uh the christopher reeve films which are fantastic as you say number two uh i think is great it's it's dated but if you yeah. <laughs> kind of if you filter out that 
it's still a fun, really enjoyable film. Uh, the yep. first one is, is absolutely awesome as well. Uh, the first two, I'd say three and four, not so much for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, those movies were a huge impact on me. Yeah, first one has its problems, but it's still a classic that mm. should be watched by everyone. Yeah, um, it was it was the first really big superhero film. Yeah, um, you know, yeah, you wouldn't have the Avengers without Superman the movie. Yeah, true. Damn true. kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my uh, just to go off on a little side note, my sister loves Spider Man, but doesn't know who Uncle Ben is. Oh, interesting. Because she <laughs> watched Homecoming and loves him, and I'm just like, oh man, uh, yeah, because no Uncle Ben there at all. That's right. It's like being a Batman fan and not knowing that like his parents died. <laughs> yeah, there's a big you know? a big part of history there. Uh, yeah, you know. Um, but anyway, I thought that was just interesting. Yeah, we'll do this a lot, by the way, guys. Um, oh, yes, yes. Uh, before we, so we are going to be covering Action Comics 1000 because it is a celebration of Superman throughout. You know, with, with all these different writers and different styles throughout all the ages, and we figured that'd be a pretty good place to start yeah. for oldies and newbies. Yeah, to Superman, and there's a lot of media discussion in there as well. Some awesome stories, some duds. Uh, but yeah, and before we go on, uh, we both come from different podcasts. I run an Iron Fist podcast called Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast. And if you know that podcast, you'll know how cranky and grumpy I really am. <laughs> and Ray does a podcast called... Yeah, I, uh, yeah, and I co-host a podcast called Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. And contrary to the dark and gruesome character of Moon Knight, uh, yeah, just like to have fun with it. Uh, enjoy it. Uh, yeah, we'll call that bad stuff, of course. Look, I'm not going to sugarcoat everything. Um, but yeah... Uh, I guess you could call me the the happier one compared to Connor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll uh, look. We're we're covering good stuff. I don't think yeah. I'm going to have much to get cranky about in this. Um, you know, it's only when we get to stuff like Secret Origin that I'll get cranky. But, uh, you know, um, yeah. So, yeah. shall we? Uh, yeah, shall let's... we fly off then? Let's do it. Oh, I'm ready to go. The uh, the little rocks are starting to rise up around my feet. Up, up, and away! Okay, so, Action Comics 1000, landmark issue. Uh, How how did you land, Connor? Did you land okay? Um, (laughs) Did you stick the landing? Did you really have to bring that up? (laughs) Okay, we're in bizarro Australia, all right? Oh, yeah. But yeah, into the comic itself. Ooh. So we have the first story yep. is from the city that has everything, yes. which is obviously a reference to the story for the man who has everything, which mm. is um, a fantastic story, by yeah. the way. Possibly my favorite Superman story. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, this is written and drawn by Dan Jurgens. The inks are by Norm Ratmond. Colors, hi-fi, letters, Rob Lee. So I believe I'll let you summarize this one, Razord. No worries. Thank you, Connor L. And, and just quickly to mention, so Action 1000 is made up of about 10 stories. Um, they're all little yes. short vignettes. And this is the first one kicking us off. Uh, as the city of Metropolis celebrate their favorite adopted son, Superman keeps them waiting as he battles the cosmic Kund warriors. Lois Lane and son Jonathan greet Superman as he finally arrives and steals himself for the celebrations ahead. He's still distracted, fearing an alien inv- invasion on Earth. 
not to mention being uncomfortable with being celebrated for just doing his job, but Lois implores him to enjoy this moment in his honour. Various guest speakers such as Mayor Barnes, Chief Carlisle, Captain Maggie Sawyer and even ex-con Mr Benning each give their testimonials on how Superman both impacted and enriched their lives. Superman catches wind of Lois's fake calls to Perry White when it's Perry White who takes to the stage and it seems the jig is up. As the Man of Steel flies off to engage in the incoming intergalactic conflict, he is ambushed by Wonder Woman who reveals to him that all the superheroes have agreed to cover for him so he can enjoy his special day. It's revealed that Lois had been in communication with Batman, not Perry, in case things truly became dire and Superman was needed. With the crisis covered and all the cards on the table, Superman and family are finally able to enjoy the adulation from the city of Metropolis he so richly deserves. Yeah. So, uh, right. mm, first story um, off the blocks here. Mm-hmm. Really good. Um, what did you make of this story, actually, Connor? Well, in context, I reading up on it because, as I said, I haven't been reading the current Superman runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I have read most of Bendis' Man of Steel. Um, so I believe this is the cap off to Jurgen's run. Okay. This is like his final sort of like story for his run. This is finishing his uh, work. Um, the thing I want to mention about the Kuns is they, like, pretty much destroyed Melbourne back in 1988. Melbourne? Really? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, it was in an invasion mini-event. Um, and, Bastards. like, they're all, like, fair dinkum. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, man. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, they, they destroy Melbourne. And at, at one point they call Sydney, like, their sister city, which I thought was pretty funny. I've never heard oh, that on. expression. Um, like, <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sydney, Sydney. It's not anyone's sister city, yeah, as far yeah. as I know. Um, yeah. So that was pretty funny. Um, in these big, in, like, in, whenever there's like a big invasion in movies and stuff, Australia gets hit a lot. Um, mm. It's like, oh, Australia's gone. Always the, always the, uh, you know, the punching bag of yeah, Earth, aren't we? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So my thoughts on the story. Um, I. I really liked how they showed Superman was just uncomfortable with mm-hmm. being, with having a celebration thrown for him. Mm-hmm. Like it makes sense because uh, I noticed a lot of quote unquote Superman haters always sort of, I don't know, they for some reason they get the vibe that he has this arrogant air about him, but like mm-hmm. he's just such a humble, a humble dude, yeah. and uh, the fact he's so uncomfortable with this celebration, I really like. Um, I do like the three stories how they sort of represent how different people view superman yeah so obviously the first story views superman as like someone who saves them and rescues them Mm -hmm. uh the second story was you know the fireman yeah like was sort of inspired by superman's actions to go into this pretty much uh situation where he very likely could have died yeah um, but he needs to do it anyway. And then there was the third redemptive story of seeing Superman and knowing that you could be better mm-hmm. as a person. Yep. Um, and I think that that's that's three. I think that's three aspects of Superman that, yeah, uh, 
even apply to real life, really. Mm-hmm. Um, like with a lot, how a lot of people view the character. Um, so yeah, yeah. I I think with these. So again, so being the newbie, I'm taking it from a different angle. Um, reading those, uh, and there's the other one as well with um, Captain Maggie Sawyer as well as Superman intervening a hostage situation as well. She she tells a, a little story herself. Um, and going back to... Oh, forgot about that, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no worries. But see, those four stories to me, I didn't pick up on... Um, apart from the, the ex-con, um, I didn't really pick up on the nuances of the differences there of of the aspects of Superman. For me... They were kind of the same thing, um, and we'll get to this through the other vignettes as well. Uh, this sort of domestic stuff, like of, of Superman saving people from Metropolis, uh, to me, it's, it's a little tropey. Um, uh, and yeah, uh, I wonder if, if it's because it's in Action One Thousand's comic, they they kind of do a, a um, how, how shall we say, like a rounding out or a summation of Superman. Um, but yeah, I just found that that was, yeah, I mean, like, again, the, the, the burning building, I mean, we've seen that a lot in the comics. Um, and a lot of this as well seems like Superman, again, I'm thinking cosmic Superman, I'm thinking big hitter Superman as well. This sort of stuff is like, um, kind of like a, a master chef being asked to kind of boil an egg. It's, uh, uh, you know, he, he can do so much more, but I get that this is connecting to the humanity side of things for Superman. Um, but yeah, what I did find, I guess just throughout reading the whole issue, not only just this, this vignette Connor, but the whole issue as well, it recurred, it kept on recurring about him doing these things like, you know, stopping a, a runaway train, all that sort of stuff. And I was thinking to myself, how many accidents really do occur in Metropolis? There, there are a lot of like <laughs> little disasters, you know. Um, and Superman has to put out these fires, but he sh- he should be like he should be stopping alien invasions, blah, blah, which he does here as well. So yeah. Anyway, that was my take. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess this this issue does sort of deal with that there is an alien invasion mm. happening. Yeah, um, it's just the other heroes decide look. Yeah, you know, the the city of Metropolis deserves to celebrate Superman for one day because, and as I said, like the I just, about that story, I just like the nuances of how uh, Superman, the rescuer, or the one that inspires, or you mm-hmm. know, yeah, yeah, the guy who want who makes you want to be better. Yeah. Um, you know, I like that aspect. Um, I can kind of see where you're coming from, but uh, I mean, that's the thing is Superman's power level. Just because he's that powerful doesn't mean he shouldn't deal with this stuff yeah. like just because it's not a challenge for superman True. i mean well who's to say it's not a challenge for superman yeah like a, a roof falling on him is probably not going to hurt him yeah but yeah. he still has to get there in time to save everyone mm. like not everyone else is invulnerable yeah um, true it, it's kind of like uh that superman returns game mm-hmm. um the city had a health bar instead of you yeah uh kind of like that okay like yeah i mean it's with, as I said with Superman, yeah, I love the street level stories because they're usually mm-hmm. about moral dilemmas or yeah. getting there in time. They're not about if he can survive the encounter. Yeah, and, and I guess uh, I mean, look, I, I was ruminating on it earlier today, actually, and I think I think I've understood it as now as well. Like all these kind of street level, as you say, as well, all of these human scale problems which Superman deals with. Look, these these days we have. A massive amount of superheroes, all shapes and sizes, yeah. and we have all these street level heroes now, which, 
which now we're kind of blessed to look at and go, yeah, they can easily take on these jobs as well. But back but we in used the, to have one guy. <laughs> that's exactly that's it. That's where I'm going to. So right back in the day, we had this one guy, this Superman guy, and he had to do that as well. There had to be some way that the writers had to link him to give him a bit more humanity, you know, rather than him like moving planets and all that. There had to be some way for him to. Um, empathize with the human population and that's why i guess he's been doing these street level things and i guess it's just carried on throughout all the years that he still does it you know but you know in a day and age when we have batman we have daredevil you know we have all that you know those sorts of characters we we are more accustomed to doing that sort of stuff so it's just very weird seeing i can see how coming from a primarily street level background as well with heroes it would be weird seeing superman do like the same stuff that they do yeah but um, as I said, it's yeah, it's with Daredevil, he can injure himself. Yeah, you know, if yeah. he's like saving people from building with Superman, it's just about getting there in time. Yeah, or some sort of you know moral dilemma. But and as you said before, like yeah, Superman was the only guy who did this stuff, and mm-hmm. like the alien thing originally, that was just used as an excuse for him to be powerful. Like right. he wanted to be powerful, so hey, he's an alien. That makes sense. Plus, you know, mm-hmm. immigrant. Yep. Um. So, yeah, they never really put an emphasis on the alien thing till later. But, yeah, no, I, I get your point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it, it, it's interesting hearing it um, because, yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. um, actually, one of, the, one of the big things I did take from number one, actually, number one, I do love Dan Jurgen's art. I think this was an absolute standout. Yes. And one of my favourites, actually, you know, I haven't collected much of his stuff, but I, I'd say I'm almost an instant fan of Dan Jurgen's as well. I just, I don't know, I love it. There's a bit of bit of that 90s flavour. Um, it's got enough... There is, yeah. Yeah, enough comic bookiness in it, um, but there's also got the detail, all that sort of stuff, which is really good. Um, what I really did take from this, and what I really loved, was actually the the whole mystery behind Lois's phone call and uh, the reveal about how all the other heroes basically essentially got Superman's back. Like, you know, you just take the day off, you know, enjoy that it. Did, you know? That yeah. did catch me a bit off guard at the end. Even yeah, though you'd it think did. it'd be a predictable twist, I was like, oh, okay. Um, because I was a bit like, uh, I was a bit like, eh, on the story yeah, until I got yeah. to that part. And yeah. obviously, I only picked up on the nuances when I sort of reread the story and, yeah. like, looked at it properly. Um, mm. But, yeah, no, I thought it was a nice little twist at the end. A nice little um, twist, but not only that, but the fact also they had the thing that Lois was on the phone like just in case things got even worse, so there was a yeah. there was a like a, a very practical um, reason behind things. It wasn't the fact that just okay, all the superheroes have got you back, yay! Let's all celebrate because you know you can relax now. There was actually a, even further. It went one step further, and Lois was like, just in case Batman's going, no, nah, nah, shit's going down. We have to get him in. So she was like the uh, insurance, you know, just in case at the end. Yeah. And I thought it was really good. I thought it was very clever. I love Wonder Woman's dialogue at the end. And she's representing all the superheroes, and she's like, we're fans too, you know. Mm. We know that without you, none of us would probably be here. Yeah. And I thought that was a really nice nod yeah. to him being the first. Um, because, like, in the current DC universe, Superman is not, like, canonically the first superhero, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Like, superheroes came before him, yeah. um, because obviously he was born in, like... Yeah, whenever you'd, you'd have the... Uh, he wasn't... Yeah. 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 Um, like Wonder Woman, isn't she older than him? I don't know. Okay. I don't think so, um, oh, okay. but I know people like the old Green Lantern okay. and stuff, the original Flash, um, like they're all older than him, Hawkman. Uh, yep. uh, so, uh, I, I, I believe in this current timeline, Batman actually started earlier than Superman. Really? Okay. Yeah. 
Um, okay. But, like, you know, they still got to treat him sort of like the first. So it's interesting. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I really liked yeah, I really liked how Lois was drawn in this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I guess, uh, do you want to rate each story as we go? Yeah, for sure. What, what do we rate it out of, Connorell? Hmm. Do you want to do five or ten? Uh, let's do ten. Okay. So, uh, ten exploding planets. Ooh. How many exploding planets do you give it? Uh, okay, so this is a combination of the art and the storytelling and, and all that. Uh, I would give it... Uh, I'll give it a... I'll give it a seven exploding planets. Um, yep. Yeah, I think, that was, I think it was a pretty solid, uh, not outstanding uh, story. Again, also, it's a very short story, so it's very hard to, yes. to build. Uh, so that, but the art for me did it, and um, and there was enough, you know, uh, depth there with Lois, you know, behind, yeah. talking behind the back and all that, which is really good. So yeah, seven. How about yourself? I'd probably give it seven point five exploding planets, not to be contrarian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, also, yes, guys, that is rain in the background. Oh, is it? I apologize. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, I I think it was a good opener. It wasn't mm. like it didn't blow me away or anything, but I, it was a nice feel good sort of opener. Mm. And I'm sure it cuts off his run quite nicely. Not that I've read his run, but it does seem like it would, uh, you know, passes the torch over quite effectively. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's uh, all right. Yeah. Excellent. So all right. So that's uh, a pretty solid start for Action One Thousand. The the next one. Uh, Connor, yes. I believe you've taken the reins for this. This was um, Never Ending Battle. I knew I'd like this just from the title anyway, Never Ending <laughs> Battle. But, uh, so, story and words, Peter J. Tomasi. Art, Patrick Gleason. Colors, Alexander Sanchez. Letters, Tom Napolitano. I'm very sorry if I mispronounced any of those, but I will do that quite a bit, I think. <laughs> so, let's get into the summary for this. Um, right. On a night patrol, Superman is ambushed by Vandal Savage and sent back through hypertime. The Man of Steel must then fight his way through time itself from the 30s to the present day. He encounters familiar places and times that he feels he has been before but should actually be impossible. He finds himself wearing different costumes fighting many foes throughout the eras, from the crime-ridden 30s to the war-torn 40s, then to strange planets and underground civilizations. Savage throws everything at him. Dragons, old foes, even copies of Superman himself. At last, through gumption and sheer willpower, the Man of Steel triumphs and arrives home to his wife, Lois, their son, John, and last but not least, his canine companion, Crypto, just in time for his birthday cake. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, so this is, uh, this kicked off a, a second one. Um, the second story, look, I found this, this was, for me, this was manna from, uh, for heaven, for, for any newbie. This was a nice little recap, and and when I read yes. this, I immediately got a sense that okay, I'm in a uh, a milestone issue. I'm in Action One Thousand. I'm starting to get these stories, which you know give me a better sense of Superman. And this was a prime example, and it was done quite smartly too with Rand- yes. uh, Vandal Savage. Um, I love the art on this, uh, and it, it gave me a sense. Look, I don't you know I can't say that I know everything about him now throughout the ages, but it gave me a nice slab of what he's like throughout the different eras, and uh, yeah, yeah, really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely one of my favourite stories from this book. Um, mm-hmm. I mean. Vandal Savage is Vandal Savage is obviously just an excuse to have like showcase Superman throughout all the different eras, yeah. 
but I love it. I love the... It's a good way, isn't it? ...display. That first page of Superman going, ah, and getting sent back through Hyper Time is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I uh, absolutely love this first page of him in the 30s. Yep. Just punching those goons. Um, <laughs> That's good art, the, isn't it? Oh, yeah, the real... And you get the real sort of grimy Chicago sort of look. Yeah. Um, and... So, so this is all one artist, right? Patrick Gleason. Yes. Because it's fantastic. I thought it was actually a whole collection of artists. No, I think he's just doing different styles. Yeah, which um, is awesome. And I love how Superman, like, I just love all this dialogue, how he says his lack of powers, you know, mm, no yep. heat vision, no x-ray vision, no flying. It's, yep. you know, a little less self-control, which I love. It's exhilarating, yep. uh, you know. It's that sort of language as well for me that t- was telling me, was informing me stuff as well. Oh, uh, really yeah. Good. Yeah, you know, it was faster than a speeding bullet, but yeah. with a bit more pop. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very sort of unchained Superman, which I'm always a fan of, uh, because obviously he was less powerful back then. Mm. Um, you know, he, and this line as well: "I was a bull in a china shop, a china shop filled with illegal guns and men who might as well have been wearing t-shirts that said punch me on the yeah. bad guy.' Yeah. Like, <laughs> very obvious villains. Yep." Yep, yeah. and you know what? I liked it. Yeah. The pure simplicity of it all. Um, you know, men and women in need of saving by someone who had to be more powerful than a locomotive at the right moment. Mm. Um, now, this is good. And uh, actually, a lot of these panels, like they're all splash pages, pretty much, yeah. actually. A lot of them are so... I mean, they could be either just covers or they could be posters. This is the sort of quality art, I think, um, that he gives. Yeah, really definitely. Good. I, I love how he's talking about the 30s version as, like, the core of his soul. Mm. Like, that just... You know, because I, I feel like a lot of people forget where Superman came from a lot. Yeah. Because the, there's so much... There's always a lot of drama in the Superman fandom. Yeah. If there's any changes or anything people might think is out of character, people lose their absolute minds. <laughs> and if Superman's tough with someone, a lot of the time people will get, you know really nuts about they're like no he shouldn't be tough he should be uh you know like a big dad figure it's like we well, got to remember where superman came from he was a guy who was just down and dirty brawling with these um yeah you know criminals back in the day like superman used to be a really tough customer who would use intimidation yeah and sometimes criminals even died like uh <laughs> in the process you know i'm not saying he went around killing his villains no. but uh, it did happen sometimes much um, in the same way, like, you know, in the 80s and all that, if you look at the movies and the action films, like, people were, like, in Die Hard and in Commando, yeah. people were killing people, you know, haphazardly, you know, just without a thought. Yeah. yeah. So things like that kind of happen, I guess. So a bit more loose with that sort of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, because I think, I'm not, I'm not paying out new Superman fans, but uh, I think everyone needs to go read, like, uh, action comics, the first few issues of action comics. Um, because, yeah, Superman is a... Uh, He's not just this really benevolent, you know, mm-hmm. dad-like figure. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit of a pet peeve of mine. I apologize. Um, <laughs> but yes, it's just, it comes up, it came up a lot in New 52 because yeah. Superman was like threatening criminals and stuff. Yeah. And people got really upset over that. And yeah. I'm just like, well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's kind of bringing him back to his roots. But anyway, uh, let's, now we wind up in the 40s where he is, uh, you know, uh, full on in the war, they got the Fleischer yeah. costume, um, I- iconic uh, pose, almost. Yeah, 
Doesn't he yeah. do that with a car? In like, uh, have I got that wrong? Doesn't he do he, that? Yeah, he do, he does that with a car in uh, Action Comics one. Yeah. Um, and I do like how he points out uh, that you know it's like both sides, the citizen soldiers and like war is horrible. Because um, mm. I feel like you need that these days. Yeah. Because I'm sure not every single soldier was evil. <laughs> no, exactly. Back then. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And you know, I feel like Superman's definitely a character that needs to realize that. Mm-hmm. Even if it is a bit of a retcon, so to speak. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's it's pretty good. It's um, very, very gritty. Very, it's all very much based on Earth and, and the problems of Earth at the moment. Then we uh, get to, and then we get the first the fifties where it gets really crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I have no idea who these little green fellas are, but um, they're they're from. Um, sign me up. They're from a story, Superman 102. They're like these little green men that want to conquer another planet. And I don't know, it's a crazy story. They tie them up, sort of yeah. like this. Uh, it's a bit it's a bit different here, though, but it is a nod to that story. Yeah. Um, I love the artwork here. <laughs> like this crazy planet and these like... Well, Superman's it, really cool in it, right? But they look very cartoony, don't they? Oh, they yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally um, weird, like, you know. Yeah, so we've gone from, you know, social justice Superman to war Superman. Now we have Superman, you know, getting freaking, uh, <laughs> can't remember the name, but yeah, he's all these little people yes. doing stuff to him on this, like, this This is what this is what stories from those era are like. They just got really crazy. Um, mm. You just put him in all these really weird situations. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, I, lo- I love this page. Um, and then we have the next page, which yeah. I don't know if you recognize, but it's George Reeves. Oh, okay. Superman, I did, I did not pick page. that up, but when you tell me, I can see it. But, like, yeah, I wouldn't have picked that up. And it's, uh, it's a nod to his first uh, role, Superman and the Mole Man. The Mole Man, yeah, okay. Which, I, I knew there was something. Which was like a yeah. big racism thing, right. like anti-racism anti-discrimination uh-huh. thing made back then. Okay. Um, and obviously it was in black and white, so the page is black and white. Uh, really, really awesome. Nice reference yeah. to George Reeves there because uh, George Reeves, I know, got a lot of people into Superman. Yes. Oh, no, he, like, was he was He was so a bigger pull as Reeve. Yeah, uh, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. I mean, and Crystal Reeve movie got so much from George Reeves Superman. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, it was so successful, then, that TV show, by the way. Oh, yeah, we'll get into that, was. but yeah. And I've watched the first season of that. Man, it's gritty. <laughs> like, is it? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, people getting whacked. Like, it's uh, it's pretty funny. Um, it definitely gets more kid-friendly after that. But, yeah. Yeah, so this next page, we have um, Superman or Clark Kent defending Lois Lane from a dragon. This is... Co- I really love it. And, again, this shows just the versatility of, of Patrick Gleason. Uh, very different art for me, like, compared to the first few pages um, whether it has to do with Hi-Fi's colour as well. Um, yeah. But really brilliant. Nice. I love this stance of him. Uh, it's Clark Kent, essentially, isn't it? But yeah. 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 You see him, uh, the super... Clothes are getting burned off. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. does this does this speak to any particular era here, Connor? Um, so, this is where I'm going to get slammed. I didn't recognise <laughs> this one. Yep. Uh, it's awesome because it's dragging about I just... I, uh, yeah, don't recognize this. Can't remember any dragons. Uh, I'm sure it's a reference to something though. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't pick this one out. So please email us yes. uh, if if you do know. Um, LSK, but he also has his LSK podcast at gmail.com. At, yep. Yeah. <laughs> he also has his inner monologue going through all these. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, things, like uh, those little creatures he tried to help them, and then he had to go underground and do it. And, you know, here he's mentioning that what keeps him focused is innocent lives yeah. are in danger throughout all these sort of time periods mm-hmm. as he's progressing through them. Then we have uh, Superman fighting other Supermen. Yep. And is it me, or is that, like, the sort of Super Friends Superman? Oh, the, the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, it looks very yeah, much it animated. it looks a bit like him. Yeah, very much animated. Yeah, I think I think that might be what it's a reference to. Yep. Might be wrong again. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. But, yeah. Oh, um, it does look uh, does look pretty familiar though. I think it's a cover. I think this is a cover I've seen somewhere. Mm-hmm. But uh, not 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 actually sure. Might yeah. look that up in a sec. Um, but yes, uh, next page. Uh, this for a lot of people, this is probably a pretty obvious reference. Um, uh, <laughs> no, no. Is it? Uh, Dark Knight Returns reference. Um, oh, okay. Right. Where Superman is all he gets hit by a nuke and he's all sort of, and then he gets struck by lightning and he's all sort of like zombified and skeleton and stuff. Oh, really? That sounds pretty uh, fun. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Okay. They they did they did that a bit in Batman v Superman after he gets hit by the nuke. He's sort of like mummified. Um, what? In the movie? Yeah. Oh. Maybe that was just in the extended cut. I don't it know. It could be, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Vandal's here using his mother nature itself to yeah. tap his powers, but this is obviously yeah, just a visual reference to Dark Knight Returns, which, uh, for better or for worse, was uh, also influential in Superman's. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, yeah, uh, he's canon. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it wasn't canon. Just putting that out there, guys. Nah. It's not canon. But for better or for worse, it is a it is a part of Superman history, even if it is just representing the fact that that's where Batman became more popular than Superman. Yeah. Uh, but and then on the next page we have uh, Silver Banshee, one of the lesser knowns, but one of my favorite villains. Oh, I thought that was just uh, Death. I thought that was Lady Death or something. Yeah. No, she looks Silver Banshee kick, is yeah. pretty kick-ass. Can't, yeah, she's like a banshee, and she wails and kills people. Excellent. Um, John Byrne invention. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the late eighties. So this is uh, a, we're going through the eighties here. Then I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Dark Knight Returns is the eighties, and this is the eighties. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm guessing. I'm guessing the dragon and the. I'm pretty sure the multiple Supermans from the seventies. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then we get to the next one, which mm-hmm. is obviously post death of Superman. Uh, he's teamed up with Superboy and Steel to fight Mongol. He's got the mullet and the return of ah, Superman outfit. Mongol, the melon. Um, well, the big melon. Awesome. The big melon, yeah. And then we have the next page, which is... Uh, ah, my favourite. The big fan- reference, yeah. Superman stuck in the rotating mm-hmm. Phantom Zone from Christopher Reeve movies. Yeah. Uh, we've got the Christopher Reeve Fortress of Solitude in the background. But in the foreground, we have Jack Saw and... can't remember the lady's name... Uh, but they are the Kryptonians that break out in Superman the Animated Series. Oh, okay. So it's sort of a Superman Animated Series and Christopher Reeve reference in one page. Oh. Uh, which is interesting. Pretty cool. Um, then the next page, ah, a Kingdom Come reference. Uh, yes, and it mentions yes. it in the text as well. So I did, yeah. I did pick up on this just purely because yeah. of the text, <laughs> yeah. He's wearing the Kingdom Come outfit. There's a nuke going off in the background, which... Uh, is yeah. obviously a reference to the stories fighting Magog. Um, Kingdom Come is something that we'll definitely be covering. He's a bit older, uh, isn't he? He's got a bit of white hair going on. Yeah, Kingdom Come is old, old band sort of Superman. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and then we 
come to the next page, which is a great page because all these different versions of Superman coming out and just punching yeah. Kendall Savage. So we have the new 52 Superman at the back. Ah, uh, yep. Then we have the Lois and Clark Superman. Yep. Which is, uh, so they're Superman Red and Superman Blue, but they're now combined into Superman. Yep. That is the current state of Superman. I know that much, which is confusing, I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then we have those two combined into this one Superman, so that's Superman Rebirth mm-hmm. Superman, I believe. And then this is current Superman, minus the red underwear, punching Vandal Savage. Yeah. But essentially, he's, yeah. All of these Supermen on this page, they're all canon. Yeah. I know that much. Th- these um, are the like the noughties, right? 2000s something. Uh, yeah. Post-2010. Post-2010. Okay, so even, yeah, very yeah. modern. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, then he's back to his friends with a nice panel his birthday and uh yeah. john's probably thinking i wish dad would shut up <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i've, I've heard this before i've heard um, this many many times yeah and then i do yep yep dad yeah. all right <laughs> <laughs> but he's, uh yeah i mean he's pretty old this, isn't he he's got a lot of candles uh i think yeah it's his 80th yeah 80th birthday so um, is he is he meant to be 80 years old in the comics no or? no no he's not 80 in the comics. floating timeline don't know how old he actually is uh, okay. um but, uh, yeah, so the reason why we went through that story page by page is obviously because every page is, like, a big reference and a big mm-hmm. splash page. Yeah. Um, like, I don't really – I don't fully understand the story, but, like, the story is literally there just for as an excuse to go through all these splash pages. So yeah. oh, yeah. I'm not going to try and work out how he was actually fighting through time. No, no. Time. Um, no, but, you know, we, get, we get the thread. It's it's a nice, yeah. He used good old, good old gumption and willpower to just get through. Yeah. Um, he just, somehow. He <laughs> yeah, but great story. Um, yeah, good story. What are your thoughts on it? I guess we pretty much talked about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I mean, pretty much. I, impressive. I did like it as a nice summation of, of Superman throughout the years. Yeah. It gave me a good, as a good kicking. And this is the sort of stuff I, I'm imagining from the milestone issue of Action 1000. Just a bit of a recap. Yes. Um, beautiful art. Um, and, yeah, it, it, it makes me want to then kind of peruse, you know, the stuff like that, the interplanetary yeah. stuff with the little green guys, uh, Kingdom Come, that, that sort of stuff. So it really does uh, categorize everything for me quite nicely. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I really like what it does for new readers because um, yeah. I, I don't know what it did for new readers until I heard from you yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and for me, obviously, it was just a treat going through. Uh, well, I knew everything here except for the dragon. Yeah, um, was it was it was it boring then for you? Like, was it like because it's all retreading? Stuff no, I or, absolutely no? loved it. Okay. I love this summary of all these different eras of Superman. Okay, good. Yeah, you know, like because uh, I love all, I love every I love all these eras of Superman. I love street level superman i love cosmic superman and just seeing it all you know it was very fun mm-hmm. uh like this is what really this is like wow this is awesome yeah uh, first story i was like that this is yeah so for this uh i'm gonna give this i'm gonna give this nine out of ten superman Ooh, holy moly that's yeah. good that's good uh, I do share, you know, the joy for, for reading it as well. I'm just I'm mindful that we've got like another eight to go as well. So um, I'm just comparing it with the first one. So I'd say I give this one a little bit more 7.5, seven and a half exploding planets. Yeah. Definitely above average and it's it's more than solid. But um, there are a few things to come, a few stories to come as well, which um, would like yes. to... Like I guess to... this is one of my top stories, so... Yeah. 
nine isn't. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess I didn't rate ten because the the, yeah. the framing plot was like uh, hyper time always confuses me. Yeah, um, yeah. And we have a John Romita Junior pinup next to it, which I don't particularly like. Ah, <laughs> I don't I don't think John Romita Junior draws a very good Superman. Uh, well, he does have his uh, his fans and his non fans. So I mean, he's he's my favorite Daredevil artist. Oh, okay, yep. Um, but yeah, I just I like him in yeah. Thor. Thor's pretty good. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So <laughs> a little bit in in Wolverine as well, but yeah, not not too much. Um, yeah. So the next story is called An Enemy Within. I believe this is your story, Ray, so I'll let you. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So I looked at the third one, The Enemy Within, and it is written by Marv Wolfman, art by Kurt Swan, but it also has inks by Butch Geis and Kurt Schaffenberger, colours Hi-Fi, and letters Rob Lee. So... Uh, This involved, uh, Captain Maggie Sawyer negotiates a hostage situation with a seemingly madman threatening the life of a school student. Superman monitors it all from above and it becomes clear the armed gunman is under the control of Brainiac. The Man of Steel is preoccupied himself with drones that threaten Japan and discovers that they work off the same frequencies that Brainiac uses to control his victims. With Superman able to override the frequencies, task force are able to subdue him with rubber bullets under Sawyer's command, as well as disable the threat in Japan. Ultimately, Brainiac's plan fails due to the temerity and rigour of humanity, a trait which impresses Superman to no end. So yeah, so this was uh, this is the third one, uh, a, a bit of a change of pace here from the second one with, um, with Vandal Savage, which we just um, looked at. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. This was this was good. This was more. This was the first kind of glimpse for me of, of Brainiac, although you don't see him. Uh, I thought it was. Uh, I, I thought it was. You know, it was solid enough. It, it um, didn't have much Superman in there, and it was a little. I must say, I think we discussed it. It was as well. It was a little confusing. I had to reread it again a couple of times. Yeah, I had to go back a couple of times and be like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. Uh, and obviously, the the big Kurt Swan art is the final Superman mm-hmm. pinup, which is gorgeous, by the way. That's a really uh, good one. Yeah. Um, and the, so they use yeah they use un, un unused Kurt Swan art for this story, which I think is really nice. Yeah. Um, but and, I mean, the Butch Butch Geiss's, um art is quite uh, apparent as well. I don't know if you've read a lot or seen a lot of his art. Um, no, I haven't. So this is all Butch besides the last page, mm, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Very much so. Yeah, he's inking more so. Yeah, I can usually tell it with his inking. Um, but it was yeah. quite quite solid. The artwork was quite solid, I thought. Um, uh, there was a bit of ambiguity <clears throat> with the... Can you maybe explain this to me, Connor? Maybe I've missed something. The uh, the hobo or the guy planting something at the end. Is he ultimately still under the influence or... That little green box saying um, drastic failure. So was he? I yeah, I would say that he. It says drastic failure, connection failure, and then the next page has Superman going on about the tenacity of humanity. Yeah, I am going to say that he is no longer under yeah. the control of. I'm not sure what he's doing with the grass. 
It, it just, yeah, um, I'm not sure as well, but the way it was drawn, it just makes it look quite ominous. You know? I think he's planting something. Yeah, no, it does. It's uh, yeah. That, that, that's the part that confused me the most, honestly. Mm, yeah, that was me, the part I really had to keep going back. I'm like, what's happening here? Yeah. Uh, I get what the story was going for, but I'm just not really a fan of it. Um, yeah. I was excited when I saw Marv Wolfman. Uh, he's written a lot of Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he really took him back to a lot of his roots in like an early run in the uh, late 80s. He wrote Adventures of Superman. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Superman had three titles, and the other two are written by John Byrne, mm-hmm. and his his story was focused on all the small stories, like around suicide, slum, and Metropolis, like just trying to clean up mm, okay. the rampant crime and stuff, um, which sometimes involves pink robots, but whatever. <laughs> uh, and I, I was disappointed. Yeah, I'll Honestly, look, um, I think um, look, just further down the track, I think another one that I. That I'll be uh, that I wrote the summary for the speeding bullet. I think that has a very similar kind of vibe to this, but I think it's a, it's does a lot it better. Yeah, it's a lot simpler, um, and it, yeah, it does it better. It, it's just the fact that this Brainiac's control thing was a bit ambiguous for me, and and the fact that this was in tandem with drones in Japan that Superman was was you know taking care of, but you actually don't see it. You only see it through the words. It kind of re- yeah it. it felt a little looser um but yeah. yeah i mean i guess you couldn't see it because the there was saving like the kurt swan art for the yep. big last splash yeah uh you know which is for me the best part of the story was seeing that kurt swan art mm-hmm. um yeah so what what would you give this uh, how many exploding planets for this one connor i am going to give it i'm not gonna give it any exploding planets i'm gonna give it some drones <laughs> uh <sighs> I give it, I don't know, like six. Six is my it's fine rating. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like it's competent. It's not. It's not bad. I guess. I mean, well, actually, give it. I'll give it five point five because I, I was a bit. It did disorient me a bit. Like it was. I don't know. Um, yeah. It was a bit. It was a bit of dud for me, honestly. Yeah, I I would agree. To an extent as well. I think out of... Well, the one certainly we've seen so far, it, it is the weakest of them. Uh, and I was... Yeah, I'd would, I would give it a five. I think that's... Um, you know, so you're right on there, right on the cut. Only because, again, from a newbie's point of view, I don't know much about Brainiac. Uh, I get that he controls people. Um, that's at least what I get from this. But this whole act of controlling people uh, was a bit ambiguous in this story. Yeah, no... Yeah. Uh... Being versed in Superman lore didn't help me understand it. Unless, as I said, people, feel free to write in if we ever miss stuff. Um, yeah. Because, like, maybe this is a reference to a story that I haven't read. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. um But, I mean, art, art-wise, art I think right. I brought that up. I mean, like, Kurt Swans is, is great. There's only one page I can I can work off, but uh, Butch, Butch Geist does really, does really well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, shall we move on to the next story then? Yeah. Okay, so the car writer, well, writers, Jeff Johns and Richard Donner. Oh, sorry, haven't we got the game? Oh, oh sorry. The game? Yeah. Right. Uh, that was actually in the digital edition, was it? Yes. I, I thought that was only getting put in the 80 years. Oh, okay. 
Because right. uh, my my copy doesn't have it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm and I'm I, working off the digital edition, so. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, my copy doesn't have it, and I haven't actually read it. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. So, well, we can come back to that one then. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, yep. I'll put a disclaimer in here. <laughs> so, uh, some of you might be wondering uh, why I'm going to be. We're going to be covering the car next. Some mm-hmm. of you might be wondering why it's not the game. The reason is because I have a physical copy yes. of the issue. And I didn't actually know that the digital version had an extra story. I didn't know as well. Yeah, this is um, which is, this is good. kind of irritating, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's um, a good a good time to bring it up then. So I guess if you are reading it digital or, or physical copy, um, there is a big difference there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we may cover that in another episode or just later. Mm. Who knows? Future will bring, but for now <laughs> we are on the car. Yeah. Uh, writers is Jeff Johns and Richard Donner. Art is Oliver Koipel. Colorist is Alexandro Sanchez. Uh, really sorry if I mispronounced that. Oh, I'm gonna sneeze. Uh, I know. I'm not looking forward to this editing. Um, <laughs> uh, letters. Just skip it all in. Yeah. Nick Napolitano. And special thanks to Matt Wilson. Butch Mason takes his car to the shop to get it repaired. When the mechanic asks what damaged the car, Butch responds with a man wearing red underwear. While he waits outside, Butch is visited by Superman who confronts him about the night before. Clark tells him he looked into Butch's past, learning about his troubled childhood Butch became an orphan and ended up on the streets after both his parents died when he was 13. Butch remembers a hot day when him and other orphans just wanted to go swimming, but there was no pool. Superman tells him to make a decision. Either continue to cause trouble in the city, or be the person that wasn't there for him. Once Superman flies off, Butch takes his repaired car to the old orphanage and opens a fire hydrant, delighting children and fulfilling his inner conflict. Yeah. So, uh... A couple of notes about the story before we um, continue. This is the Golden Age Superman of the 30s. This takes place directly after the story in Action Comics 1, where Butch uh, and his friends essentially abduct Lois Lane in their car because she uh, spurned him and humiliated, humiliated him in front of everyone. So they abduct her and... This is the car that Superman iconically smashes into, uh, you know, you know yeah. the Action Comics one cover. Yeah, uh, yeah, so, yeah, right. This is a whole. This is a sequel to that story. This because Butch Mason, when you think about it, is I believe technically the first named Superman villain. Uh, oh, wow! Because he was also called Butch Mason in Action Comics number one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I. Let's talk about this. I have a couple of quibbles, but they're like mm-hmm. they're more like continuity quibbles as opposed to right. storytelling quibbles. Uh, obviously, the artwork is stellar. Yeah, really love the artwork. Actually, really good. And it's it it really is. Uh, it really does look like that Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just his sort of face. Yeah, and this is like yeah. that Superman. There's a big splash of him, which uh, I guess that, that is that the one that you're referring to mainly. Just um, yeah, yeah. 
it's good. Yeah, so the, he's not drawing. He's not drawing the physique of modern Superman. He's definitely drawing like uh, the '30s Superman. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that action comics number one mm-hmm. Superman. So, what did you think of the story? Well, it's funny because uh, I thought it was very. Um, I thought it was a very simple story, but it was it had a nice touch to it. Like you know him at the end, yeah. and it all being about um, Superman empathizing, basically, essentially yes. with this guy, which is re- really good. And uh, the nice touch at the end of, of Butch doing something nice back to the community or society, albeit just, you know, spraying water on kids. Um, you having told me just then about the relevance and significance of this uh, in the whole Superman, Superman canon uh, with action comics and it being the, the car... Uh, yeah. that, that just adds like a whole lot more than when I first read read it because I had no idea yeah. that this was connected at all with anything. I thought it was a very, I thought it was just arbitrarily a guy uh, uh, set in the you know set in the past who just did something bad and Superman smashed it. So everything was very innocuous for me. But you telling me that now, um, that actually adds a lot more to it than I originally thought. So yeah, um, I, I enjoyed it. It was a very quick, short story. I really love the um, I love the little call to. There's some silent panels when he's walking through the junkyard. He sees a bird. He sees a plane. And then you pl- a plane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool, really smart. Um, and Olivia Coppel's um art is is just really really good as well. That really sells it. Um, so yeah. no, I I enjoy this, but. Just wanting to say that now, knowing all that stuff that you said, it really just adds a lot more to it. So for newbies, um, I reckon a lot of them would underappreciate this. Okay, yeah. Mm. Yeah, because I didn't know that you didn't know, actually. Um, no, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I have continuity quibbles. Mm-hmm. He's flying, for one. Like, they right. tries to keep it. They seemed to like they wanted to make a sequel to Action Comics number one, but he wasn't flying at that point. Oh, he doesn't fly at that point. Okay. Yeah, he was just jumping around. Right. Um, I guess it would be a bit less cinematic if he was just leaping like a leapfrog down. Yeah. Into, uh, which is how he started flying. Actually, is because those Flasher cartoons. Yeah. They're like, look, he's just going to look goofy jumping everywhere. Can we make him fly? Yeah, yeah. And well, he could. He, all... he could be jumping here. You don't know. It could be like a big jump. <laughs> it's pretty graceful jumping. It is very graceful. Very graceful jump. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It could be jumping, but I don't think it is. Um, and yeah, it's it's a uh, it's nice to have this version of Superman, the original Superman, as you said, empathizing mm-hmm. with Butch and not just punching him in the head. Uh, like it. It shows. Yeah. Yeah, um, it it shows that he's you know it shows that he's a because he, Superman was all about social justice back then. Yeah, and it, and it shows he's aware of you know what can make these criminals, you know how how society can sort of churn out these guys. Yeah, with, uh, yeah, yeah. So compared to you know there being a quibble about Butch just being a normal human up against Superman. Um, and Superman can beat the tar out of him. This, smash his car. Smash his car. This is <laughs> this is a lot different because uh, Superman doesn't use any of his powers. He tries to reason and tries to empathise with Butch. Is and that's a point of difference, I guess. I'm saying compared to the other, shall we call it street level, uh, yeah. altercations that he's had. 
Yeah, uh, because obviously he does do that with Butch. He hangs him up on a telephone pole and smashes his car. Mm -hmm. And then he says, you know, afterwards he did some digging. Like, he took the time to think about the people he was hitting in the head. Uh, And, you know, Butch isn't a gangster. He's just a jerk. Mm. (laughs) He's just a really big jerk. And he he did abduct someone, which is pretty bad. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's not like a drug dealer or anything. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and just for these pages, this short this short story, we don't see much of that anyway. We we really just see a man opening up to Superman and and yeah. Superman trying to reason with him. And what's really good at the end, we just see it it has affected him. It has touched him. So he's there giving the kids what he always wanted, I guess, or similar. And I like how it's not sort of like Superman's not being overly sympathetic here. Mm. You know, he's like, look, you can toughen up and, you know, be that guy that can be there for someone or you can just continue being a scumbag. Yeah. He, he's not being like a teddy bear or anything. No. Uh, like he is sometimes. Like, I think people go a bit too far with how nice Superman is to some people. Oh, uh, okay. Who don't necessarily deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do like how this is kind of like a very tough love sort of thing. Yeah. Um, minus love, just like a tough lesson. Like, look, you got to take a serious look at your life. Yeah. And, and if you don't, then we're probably going to meet again. Yeah. It's and a, and it's a you know he he just gives him gives him the options. Basically, that's it. And yeah, which I think is very I think is very in character for the Superman of this time as well. How, mm-hmm. how sort of you know he gives him these options. He's like, look, do this or just yeah, yeah, yeah. No, very good. Because obviously back then you didn't get Superman doing this sort of stuff. Uh, I think I can remember him maybe doing it once in, like, my big Golden Age omnibus, but, okay. you know, generally just kicked snot out of people. Um, oh. Or, so. or drugged them and took their place on the football team. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. no There's some great stuff there. We'll uh, have to cover that one. <laughs> yeah, no, it's amazing. Um, but, yeah, no, really good story. Really nice tribute to Action Comics number one as well, and just a nice tribute to Superman himself. Yep. Uh, obviously, uh, Jeff Johns is a huge Superman fan. And I think Jeff Johns has generally done very good work on Superman. Yeah. I thought his secret origins origin there was awful and it was fan fiction, but all his other stuff, uh, he's done like new Krypton was great. Uh, Brainiac was great. And, uh, Richard Donner is obviously, uh, the man who directed, uh, Superman, the movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, was like, had, was very involved with the scripts for that movie. Cause it was heavy rewrites that movie because originally it was very campy uh thank god it it took a lot of that out yeah and uh donna's this isn't richard donna's first involvement with writing superman he co-wrote with jeff johns uh the last son storyline as well Mm -hmm. um yeah richard donna is a big fan of superman and yeah it's very fitting that he's there helping with this story yeah um so yeah i yeah, it's, I think it's definitely one of the better issues in this book. Yep. Uh, how many smashed up cars do you give this? <laughs> um, I'd give this I'd give this a good six and a half. I think um, again, just comparing it to the early ones, I, you know, I did I did like the first two still for me are a little a little stronger. Um, okay. Yeah, even with the knowledge now of where this fits into Superman's history, it might bump up to a seven. But I'm just going to take my original original stance with it, not being a newbie because I am here. Uh, representing all the newbies out there. So going in you and not knowing about its connection. Uh, six and a half, yeah. The, the art does it as well. So 
Yep. What did I give the first story? I gave that a seven, didn't I? Yeah, around seven, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll give this. I'll give this a uh, seven and a half smash cars. Mm, cool. Yeah. Uh, and now we come to the fifth season. Ah, yes. Writer Scott Snyder, art Raphael Albuquerque, color Dave McCaig, letters Tom Napolitano. Lex is standing in the Smallville Planetarium, where Superman confronts him. Lex has found the Eye of Zotar and Kronos' time scissors, which can end any uh, line in history. (laughs) Superman has come, as he suspects Lex will use it to erase his line, therefore erasing Superman himself. Lex says to Superman that that is not his intention. They talk about the fifth season, a turbulent time in Smallville. Two weeks in between winter and spring, where weather patterns are completely unpredictable. But mostly, it was the time where Lex's dad abused him and his mother the most. They reminisce about Lex sending a signal into space in his home-built lab. Lex gets no response from anything, and he remarks the experiment should have killed him as he made a fatal mistake. Clark remembers being his friend at the time and sabotaging the experiment to save Lex's life by using his heat vision. Lex seems to hint that he may know that Clark did what he did. He then tells Superman he got time scissors to kill him. Superman says he knows, but is cut off abruptly before anything else can be said. Mm-hmm. Yes, again, sorry if I mispronounced any names. <laughs> but yes, uh, this, I think, is a very interesting story. Um, I am not a Scott Snyder fan. Right. I, I've read some of his Batman. I read Dark Knight's Metal, and I thought that was hot garbage i thought it was <laughs> trash i hated it i was bored yeah i read his um the mini justice league event where the celestials or whatever the celestial titans come out of the source wall again thought yeah. it was trash uh-huh. uh but this was i thought this was very interesting i thought this mm. was great um the the artwork was very good yeah as well I like. I really like how Lex is kind of drawn here, almost Professor uh, X like. <laughs> yeah, very like Professor X's evil twin. Yeah, uh, like that third panel, just a look on his face as Superman arrives. Is, yes, uh, uh, and it's it's just gorgeous. They're in the planetarium, and there's all these really nice visuals. Yeah, in the background. Um, but yeah, so let, let's start with your thoughts, actually. Um, yeah, yeah, um, very different from yours. And again, I, I'm, I'm glad to say, you know, being a newbie, I am free of any any sort of restraints that you may find yourself bound to. Uh, with Scott Schneider, I know of his name. I don't know much of his work. So for him and for me, this is just another story written by by someone in the DC stables. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I I really like this delving into the Lex and Superman relationship and the history that they have, especially as kids in Smallville. Um, I have read a couple of, I mean, as you well know, Connor, um, I've read a couple of the um, Superman arcs, like uh, like Birthright, which which kind of goes into that. Which is oh, you've read Birthright? Yeah, yeah. You recommended, um, okay. uh, yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Um, and so I, I really dig this sort of thing. And I'm interested to actually hear your take because I don't know whether this is um, 
uh, old waters that they go through or but for me it's very new and and I really like learning more about Lex and I love the fact that he's so smart and uh and yeah he's he, I mean like he's got this thing right the eye of Zotar and yeah you know he, he's he's a very accomplished human being and I love the fact that he is like the the foil to Superman um, way more than the movie ever showed, you know, uh, with Gene Hackman and, and Christopher oh, Reeve. Oh, we'll be talking about that, uh, Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but this Lex is, is right on top of his game. He is, you know, deadly with his intelligence. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I, I really did enjoy this. And as you said, the art was great. Um, but yeah, the two things, Scott Snyder, I don't know him. Uh, and I do like this whole Lex exploration. Uh What's your take on, on, on seeing this again? I'm assuming you've seen this sort of stuff before, this sort of banter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, Birthright was because back in, back in like the 50s and stuff, they established that Superboy mm-hmm. and Lex were friends. Yeah. I'm not, I can't remember. I, I'm fairly certain he did not know. Yeah. He didn't know that Clark Kent was Superboy, but him and Superboy oh. were friends. And then Birthright sort of did that, but, uh, there was no Superboy, so Clark Kent and Lex were friends, and mm-hmm. there was a whole thing. Is Lex feels isolated? He, yeah, uh, he, you know, and this is why he sends a signal into space because he feels like maybe someone out there, yeah, you know, he could understand or would understand him, and yeah, yeah and obviously it's it's a very similar thing. Uh, experiment goes wrong. Uh, Clark slash Superboy saves Lex's life, but Lex becomes very bitter mm-hmm. over it. Um, again, I'm not sure if Lex knows that Clark did it, but I think it's pretty strongly implied that he did know mm-hmm. that Clark was responsible for his experiment failing. But uh, yeah, I just I love this look at their relationship, and it just shows how deeply Lex just hates him. Like, just the hatred there mm. is just crazy. Like, he... Um, yeah, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure he straight up kills him at the end, right? Yeah. Like, it did. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I got these scissors to kill you, and then Superman at the end's cut off abruptly. Yeah. You know, he's like, I know you did Lex, and then it looks like he's about to start making a speech. Yeah. But then he's just cut off. Lex just, like, kills him, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they, they kind of leave it vague. Yes, they leave it um, up in the air, yeah, which is, which is pretty good. You don't want to... But yeah, this this look at their relationship and just Lex's unconditional hatred for Superman, yeah, uh, I, is what I love. Like I love it. It's it's this isn't re- this isn't really a Superman story. It's more of a Lex Luthor story. Yeah, yeah, and, and th- what I really find powerful as well, and this is great. You see it with a lot of good writing and the way people use the characters. Is that you know Lex is is such a a badass, right? And and he hates Superman yeah. so much. But you, as a reader, I don't know about you, but like myself, like you want them to to kind of you want them to Make kind up. of work it out. Yeah, yeah, you do. But but you, what always kind of gets you in a in a good way, in a, like what kind of annoys you is that Lex won't like yeah, ultimately Lex he won't. Will, yeah, he just hates him too much. Yeah, but you um, want you want them that hatred. To, yeah, yeah, you want them to make up. Uh, even yeah. if that hatred's unreasonable, yeah. like he, I'm sure he blames Superman for every single problem he has is Superman's fault, like yeah. unconditionally. Uh, yeah. yeah. And yeah, yeah, no, this is uh, probably, yeah, this is probably my favorite story so far, maybe in the whole issue. Um, okay. Because, yeah, it, it's, 
I mean, I don't, I, 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 it's a very nice tribute. I, I, I like I like this being in number one thousand. Uh, mm-hmm. I like having a Lex story in there. Yeah, it, it certainly worked a lot better than what we mentioned earlier um, in the digital copy, the game, which you haven't read, Connor. There's another Superman-Lex interaction, um, basically just the two of them. I think this works far better than that one. Yeah, I, I, I remember reading about the game, and I remember reading that's going to be in the hardcover. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure that's an unpublished story from Siegel and Schuster. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, it's from sure them. Meant. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I had a fair few quibbles, but if it's if it's from them, I can't. You know, that's. Uh, well, I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe the quibbles you had uh, because it was probably written in like the fifties or the sixties. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, as opposed to all the other stories, which are much more contemporary. Yep. Uh, writing. Mm. Um, but yeah, so how many, uh, oh, planetariums? We, planetariums. Oh yeah. How many, um, unless you have more to add, uh, no, no, I, I wanted to rate it out of eyes of Zotars. <laughs> but, oh, we can do eyes of Zotars. Sure. Yeah. Excellent. How many eyes he has. Exactly. Exactly. And I would like to plant on the table, I think a good seven and a half eyes of Zotars for me for this. Um, this, uh, um, Really has a lot of substance and depth, and, and like I said, I love this kind of interaction between Superman and Lex, and eager to learn more or, or see it happen more often. So yeah, seven and a half. How about yourself? Uh, I will give it. Hmm. Mm. Did you rate a nine? You rated a nine, didn't you? I rated a nine, and I like this better. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have to, <laughs> God, I'm going to have to give this 10 eyes of Zotar, then. 10 eyes to a Scott Snyder story. Wow. Um, but yeah, no, I, I had no problems with this story. Yeah. And I, I adore the artwork. I adore the sort of little character study you have going on between these two. Yeah. Um, I think it's a perfect little story. I absolutely love it. Uh, if my ratings ever seem inconsistent, feel free to write and <laughs> quibble about them because I'm sure they will be because, uh, some sevens I'm obviously going to mu- like much better than other sevens I've given, but mm. yeah. So wow, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna just say that we have on record now that Connor has given a ten out of ten. I, I believe that's an unheard of thing. I I'm, don't. I'm, yeah, that's never actually happened. <laughs> I feel I, privileged. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. No, that's good. It was a very solid story. It was uh, it was very good. Well, it's not as crazy as you because we on the Moon Knight <laughs> podcast we covered <laughs> Superman Peace on Earth. Ah, uh, yes. And I gave that 3.5 sacks of grain out of 5, and he gave it 7.5. It's like, well... <laughs> My maths ain't good. <laughs> he over, he's overfed people. Now they're all going to be crazy and expect more. So, good yes. job. But yeah, uh, let's move on to the next story, which I believe mm. is on you. Uh, no, I think this is a... Uh, oh, you are correct. It yes. is me. <laughs> ah, excellent. I wish okay. I did. I wish I did, actually. But anyway. So... Uh, of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. writer Tom King, art Clay Mann, colours Geordie Belair, letters John Workman. It's five billion years into the future and the sun is about to destroy the earth. Superman has come one last time to pay respects to his foster parents, Marin Parkant. As the sun is enveloping the planet, he is telling his foster parents that Lois and John are doing well and that they would be proud of them and that he is always thinking of them. He forms a diamond sculpture of them in his hand out of the dirt of the planet's surface, and as the planet is falling apart, he places it on their tombstone and says goodbye to them and Earth one last time. Mm. 
So yeah, uh, here we have uh, what is a lot of people's favorite story. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's yours as well. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't deny. I um, and I was. I don't know. I guess happy to hear that a lot of people had the same kind of views of it. But I, yeah, I absolutely love this story. I, I um, I don't know. Call me a sucker for for the melancholy or, or you know the sad. But um, I thought it was just really a great idea. You know, uh, not only sad in the fact. Well, oh, okay. Let me just try and unpack this. <laughs> sad in the fact obviously we're five billion years ahead right and this is the end of the world right yeah everything and we know is gone everything and we know fact, is gone so like a man even says exactly everything on earth essentially died four billion years ago so right. it's just been this lifeless rock for exactly and so the immediate thing i'm thinking of when reading this is that you, you think of the wave of your life and everything and just imagining that that is all gone so immediately you're, you're off the mark you're a bit sad you're a bit sad um you're a bit melancholy uh and then this very touching thing that he, well, number two sorry number two superman is still in pristine condition I yeah. love I love this I love this fact you know the fact that you know similar with, like, with Thor and immortals I, I love immortals right so Superman yeah. is he hasn't got a grey hair on him you know uh, he he's perfectly fine uh, there are things exploding and and you know erupting around him it's the end of the world and he's exactly like he is today so that was a really you know, yeah. that's awesome thing to see. And third, that very touching thing of him um, creating that tribute out of um, out of sand and turning it into gla- a little glass sculpture. Yeah, yeah, I might have been off with the diamond thing. Oh, di- oh yeah, it could be diamond, sorry. Um, uh, I was like, oh, I actually thought about that too much. I'm like, oh, what's he, is that, is that diamond, is that glass? Oh, that would have to be carbon <laughs> though, right? So if it's sand, I'm assuming it's silicon, it would be yeah. glass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, more nerdy, right. more nerdy stuff there. <laughs> but, hey, but, it's, it's sci-fi, so we can do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a short and sweet story. Um, sweet in the sense that it was sad. <laughs> so um, I loved it. I loved it. Um, how about yourself? Yeah, it, it's... It definitely gives you a lot of emotions. Um, mm. Like, yeah, as you said, like, you know, probably a lot of, like, Batman and a lot of these other heroes, like, everything like you, everything you read in Superman comics that he's fought for has essentially died four billion years ago, mm. you know, yeah, if he's not on right. Cosmic Adventures. Um, and it, it is sad just seeing Earth like, oh, yeah, this is the end of Earth. And, you know, he and I like how he mentions he could save Earth. But mm. it's like things just have to take it, their it course. Has to, exactly, yeah. And the imagery of it blowing up is very similar to Krypton exploding in some depictions as well, mm-hmm. which I thought was a nice touch. But yeah, as you said, like uh, it's not completely a downer because Superman's still around. Mm. You know, yes. he's still active. He's still doing stuff. Uh, he's he's the. I guess it's a bit of a nod saying he's uh, timeless as well. Yep. As a character, uh, there's a lot. There's like there's some stories that'll have people, you know, finding his cape in the future and stuff, yeah. um, which are pretty interesting. Uh, well, like Kingdom Come you mentioned as well. That's old man Superman. So yeah, he ages in that yeah. very slowly though. Um, right. Yeah, with Superman aging, it kind of it fluctuates. I believe in canon though, current canon anyway, he does not age past He's... a certain point. Oh, okay. Um, in some Elseworlds, he's aged, and some he hasn't. Like, you look at the Dark Knight Returns, he hasn't aged in that. Mm. But he has aged in Kingdom Come. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but, 
Yeah, and a lot of a lot of these stories that are set in the far future, they usually have Superman's not around anymore, but uh, you know, a bunch of people are around who have been inspired by Superman and a bunch of, or like another Superman. Uh, obviously, the like Norwegian of superheroes, Superman isn't around anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but that Legion was founded after him. Well, Superboy to be more specific. But yeah, this story, uh, yeah, Superman's still around. He's still kicking. Yep. Um, the artwork is obviously gorgeous. It's fantastic. Yeah, it is. It's very good, actually. Like and, there's, uh, I was about yeah. to say, what are your thoughts on Tom King as well as a writer? <laughs> Tom King. Um, my friend. Well, I have a friend who loves Tom King, mm-hmm. and this was his favorite story. I'm pretty sure this is the first time Tom King's written Superman as well. Yeah. So I think that had a lot of people interested because uh, of his Batman run. Yeah. I Everyone I've talked to has been pretty positive on Tom King's Batman, but apparently online people really hate him. Yeah. Um, He's divisive, I think. Div- I guess that's – yeah. So uh, this is the only Tom King I've actually read. Okay. So uh, – but – I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I can't speak to the the Batman side of Tom King, which he's doing now. I I read Marvel's uh, The Vision, which he did that whole arc, okay. whole series, and that was very solid. I really did enjoy that. Very different. And then I was re- recommended uh, the Omega Men, um, which is one of the few DC titles I've read. So uh, I went into that not knowing much at all. And that was very different from the vision and from this. Um, and uh, it was very solid as well. Uh, so from my point of view, he's, he's a, he's a pretty good writer. Um, I, I, I can definitely say he's a good writer from this. He puts you through a bit of a roller coaster because, uh, yeah. you know, at the end he's saying goodbye to earth. Yeah. As well as parents like, Oh, so we're saying goodbye to earth as well. You know? <laughs> like, mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, see you, Earth. It's been a fun run. It's like, oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> I have one quibble, though. Yep. Uh, Name-dropping Lois and John. Yes. I Because I'm not current with Superman. Oh, okay. Uh, but obviously, well, I, I know about John, obviously. Yeah. Um, I, know, I know about the whole situation, but I feel like that's going to date this story. Right. Yeah, I don't know too much about it. It's just his son, right? Yeah, like the the, the story obviously treats John as an absolute core staple of Superman. Uh-huh. Um, and I feel like that's going to date this story because... Oh, I don't you know, don't think it's going to be a core thing, not John? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like five billion years in the future, like yeah. um, name-dropping Lois and John is a bit like... I mean, it definitely has that Silver Age vibe of like a sort of happily ever after yeah. what-if story, you know? Yeah. Um, where Superman's still living happily with his uh, family, but on the other hand, I think it you know it could have been, I think it could have been more effective if they weren't mentioned. Maybe mm-hmm. just left up in the air if they were still around or not. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, that that that's my quibble. It's a pretty noticeable quibble for me though, because mm-hmm. it's not a long story. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not, for me, it wasn't exactly a throwaway lane of dialogue. Um, I mean, I, I I do appreciate what he's going for though. Mm-hmm. The sort of like, you know, as I said, what it like uh, imaginary story, happy ending, sort of stuff, which I'm sure all of you might know what I'm talking about. But in, the, in like a lot of the older comics, they would have an imaginary story, kind of like Elseworlds. Yeah, okay. It would be like the end of Superman's career a lot, and you know, there was a few of them where he just had happy endings, and mm-hmm. everyone lived long into the future and stuff like that. 
Right. Uh, so yeah, that, that's my cool. But um, let's let's rate this. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we've already done exploding planets. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, um, and this this one suits it to a T, doesn't it? Um, yeah. We can do um, glass sculptures. <laughs> um, uh, there's got to be something better than glass sculptures. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, how many suns? How many yellow suns? No, red suns. How many red suns? Red suns. Okay. Because the well, sun's red, he mentions. Uh, yes, he does. Yeah, true. I would say... I'd, I'd give it a good a good solid uh, eight and a half. I really enjoyed it um, at the moment. And if we go going through these stories, yeah, this was the standout so far for me. Uh, yeah, very solid. Very short story. Very tight. Very tightly written and great artwork. Yep. yep. I'll, just, I'll just whack an eight on it. Ah, excellent, excellent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good. There's, uh, it was very good. I just had quibbles, but... Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Um, in sharp contrast, <laughs> we have our um, we have the next one here. Uh, I believe that I've... I've uh, let me just pull up the summary. Yep. Oh, sorry. Were, are th- were there any other co- last last comments for that one? Nope. For you? No? See you, Earth. <laughs> See you, Earth. Uh, it was nice knowing you. Um, and, and me, I guess. We're back to present present day here, and yes. the next vignette is called Five Minutes, and it is written by Louise Simonson, art by Jerry Ordway, colours Dave McCaig, um, and letters Carlos M. Mangual. Now, this one. Perry White turns the screws on Clark Kent to finish his headline article when all of a sudden... Clark is distracted with what sounds like potential trouble miles away. His super hearing picks up panicked chatter as it's revealed a train is out of control due to the driver suffering what appears to be a heart attack. Superman soars into action and nullifies the danger as only he knows how, much to the commuter's delight. Under pressure to meet White's deadline, Superman spots some armed robbers not far away, looking to put a bibo six feet under. Superman intervenes and makes short work of the crims. Finally, using his X-ray vision, Superman spots a satellite hurtling towards Earth. Fearing the debris may not break up upon hitting the atmosphere, Superman hurtles towards a flaming space junk and smashes it to smithereens. All this with 90 seconds left to meet his deadline at the Daily Planet. Clark Kent does so, but not before Perry White asks Kent to cover the breaking news, ironically that of Superman, and his efforts towards Metropolis. So, mm-hmm. this um, I, I like the art for this. This was good art, I must say. Yeah, Ordway is a he is a eighties nineties Superman powerhouse. I guess ah. he did a lot of Superman art. He even wrote Superman uh-huh. as well. Um, and this is very reminiscent. Well, yeah. obviously it's reminiscent of his art because he's doing it. But <laughs> I guess it's different because it's. 2010s not yes. the 80s so obviously it's a bit different mm. uh he has he, he always gives superman a bit of a jay Leno chin though for me <laughs> like it always sort of there is a quite a strong chin there i must say yeah yeah um, um good detail he's got great detail on his um yes. on his artwork which is i really do enjoy uh a very classic looking superman um but as for the story this really just didn't sell it for me connor and this was um this was kind of going back to my previous statements of watching Superman yet again uh, clean up crime or, or accidents in Metropolis. I mean, 
Like I was thinking how many, you know, trains out of control can there be for this? Uh, you know, there, there are all these little little things that happen in the Daily Planet which Superman's constantly kind of cleaning up, and that's a sense I got. Maybe also, kind of, this does remind me a little of of Daredevil, one of your your um oh yeah your books <laughs> so it is, it is a bit reminiscent of that actually yeah that's true and so um, maybe that colored my thoughts and thinking oh god here we go again but of course that's a different character but yeah in principle i guess what i was getting to was that yeah these domestic duties that superman does even with the i mean there was a little attempt at the end with the, the satellite crashing that's all fine, but it's not really an enemy. It's not your Rogel Zars, right? It's not your Doomsday. I want to get into the meat of things here, Connor. I don't want to see him battling inanimate objects, you know? Um, <laughs> so, uh, and even, I don't know, there's this guy Bibbo. Is he a, is he a recurring character? I'm yeah. assuming he is. Yeah, Bibbo is a, Bibbo is a uh, recurring mainstay. Okay. He's amazing. Well, he's, um, he's pretty cool. Um, but again, you know, the, the old fashioned I'm going to shoot you and Superman bounces the bullets off the chest. I mean, come on, we've seen that. So um, that was these were my quibbles for this, um, but I did enjoy the artwork here. Uh, and as a newbie, it hadn't really given me much compared to, say, the the car story that you mentioned or the one, uh, the, f- the five seasons with Lex, you know. I want to delve yeah. into that stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't want to see these... To me, they're like boring um, chores that he has to do. <laughs> so yeah, well, I guess that's that's what makes him Superman. These aren't yeah. chores to him. Yeah, yeah. These things are important. This is just as important as stopping Brainiac. Yeah, is saving because I mean, Superman's kind of like a fireman. Yeah, yeah. In fact, he is a fireman pretty much. Uh, his job isn't just punching bad guys. His job is saving people. Like yeah. that's that's just a bigger part of the job description. Yeah, uh, he's not. He doesn't really fit the crime fighter thing because he has to do so much uh rescuing yeah. like this i mean this is this is action comics 1000 this is putting on display yes. like uh, everything that should be at the core of the character and this is one of those things is sort of a day in the life of superman uh, yeah and they do they do a lot of uh they they do the parallels between his journalism job and his job as superman because he has to learn you know what's more important to be doing at this moment mm. You know, that like was a good, the... yeah. That was a good parallel about him trying to juggle his jobs, like his 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 duties. I thought that was, you know, that was yeah, good. yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know, like about the, uh, yep. Yeah, Superman saves trains. He saves people from burning buildings. Like that's just who yeah. he is. You know, but um, it's not it's not a spectacle, Connor. You know. He can do that in the background. We don't have to see it, <laughs> you know. Well, that, that's the thing, though. It's, yeah. it's such it's an important part of his character. Like, yeah, you can't really put it in the background. Yeah, we're celebrating who Superman is. And that's this, true. It's in the one thousand. So this is who Superman is. Like uh, they have, um, you know, they they generally these days obviously they won't do stories that is just him doing this sort of stuff. There's mm. always something else going on. But when I mentioned in the eighties, there was three runs. Uh, so you had the main Superman title with uh, John Byrne, and that was continuing the main sort of mythology, if you will, where he'd be fighting villains. Mm-hmm. And then you had uh, Action Comics, which is a team-up book. Uh, so Superman teaming up with various people, which is my favorite book. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have Adventures of Superman, which was stuff like this, and was also Jerry Ordway, actually, where he was taking on street-level stuff. Um, obviously like with a bit more meat than just saving someone from a train, mm-hmm. 
but uh yeah no yeah i mean you're right this story is very basic like it's but it's supposed to be it's just supposed to be this is what he does on a day-to-day basis yeah i i uh, guess i guess maybe i'm being a little harsh but i guess i was expecting more from louise simonson to give it a twist much like the other stories that we've covered you know because they can be basic stuff but if you look at the car that you know that was him just you know um getting butch and all that but there was a lot more to it uh this yeah, I, I didn't yeah i didn't get much i will point out simonson is also a 90s powerhouse mm. um, oh yeah i'm familiar with he did yeah. a lot of superman in the 90s yeah oh i'm familiar with the um it was a thor run with with walt as well i think she teamed up with her husband yeah yeah um yeah no so she's i mean she's a big name and, and i'm sure she's got many many great stories under under her belt um, but yeah, did this one, I don't know, just didn't do it for me. I mean, it, it did it for me. Yep. It was, I mean, but like, it wasn't, you know, for me, it was like, oh, I mean, I've read this story before. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a story that needs to be in here. Mm-hmm. Like it needs to be in this issue, but I have read this story before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know, I, I, it was fine. I liked it. As, as you said, it was very similar to that Daredevil story. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was fine. I enjoyed it. I liked the. I mostly enjoyed like you know his little line, his little dialogue about parallels between a journalist and Superman. How it's just helped him be able to make decisions. Yeah. Because obviously he's had to make choices sometimes as to who he goes to to save or what situation is more urgent. Um, but I mean, it was it was a nice. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have much meat on the bone, but it was just a nice little story for me. Mm. Uh, I've read this story before, but I still enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah, that would have been interesting to know. Yeah, like, you know, you, it was you, you've seen this before. Yeah. Nice kind of going back into an older time mm-hmm. with Superman. You know, it's like I'm going sort of 20 years in the past back to the 90s. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. My only problem is Jimmy Olsen looks like a plastic doll in the first page. <laughs> like, yeah. I've been staring uh, at that the whole time. <laughs> I'm just like, he just looks like this doll. Oh, yeah. I, I don't see what like, you mean. The, the colors and inks, I don't think, uh, complements Jerry Ordway's art. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I think, yeah. I, yeah. Um, yeah. What, what would you... How many runaway um, runaway trains would you give this then? Oh, I'd give this. Uh, I'd just give this a seven runaway trains. Mm-hmm. Uh, so seven is for me is just it's good. Okay, cool. I yeah, I'd give it. Um, I'd have to dial it down and give it a five. Um, so on par with um with that other story. Uh, it was yeah. Uh, the art, actually, the art, I really do appreciate. It's got a particular look and feel to it, um, as you mentioned, with Jerry Ordway, uh, and it's um, very nice to look at. But yeah, the story, you know, as a newbie as well. Um, look, look, I'm thinking, I'm going off on a tangent here, but I'm thinking also of um, Superman Returns. You know, that with Brandon Routh, is it? Is his name? Yeah. And one of the, yeah, one of the the quibbles I had for that was. Well, apart from... Don't you well, dare compare this to Superman Returns. <laughs> <laughs> no, but only the fact that all I remember with a lot he of the action... never punched anyone. Well, no, yeah, all of the action scenes and stuff with him, was him, like, you know, 
um, carrying or, or stopping inanimate objects. And I, and I know I know Lex Luthor was in it and, and later on him carrying the whole island, but that was a sense. And there's this overall sense of him just doing that stuff. Maybe it's, yeah. As I mentioned, I do like yeah. his cosmic stuff. So, yeah, maybe uh, I'll have to warm to this. The difference is, though, that's like a two-hour movie that yeah. really needs to have more than just this. Yeah, I mean, right. Like, this is just, he's been doing this since the 30s. Yep. And it's just a reminder of, you know, these these problems. Like, no problem is too small for yeah. Superman. No, oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, um, that, that, um, yeah, that makes sense. But, yeah, yeah five is, uh, is, you know, still fair. <laughs> Yeah, see, yeah, yeah, Ray and I's rating systems are different, because Ray's 5 is probably, like, my 6. Um, <laughs> right. Like, for me, a 5 is probably in bad territory. Oh, uh, okay. Or just, like, not good territory. Ah, um, oh, yeah, anything below 5 is, is bad for me. 5 is yeah. just right on the cusp, so... Um, well, next is me, I believe. Yep. So, Action Land. Yeah. Florida. Paul Denny, Bensels, uh, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, Inks, Kevin Nowlin, Colors, Trish Mulverhill, Letters, Josh Reed. Um, so I'm going to be reading an online synopsis for this one because I had no idea how to write a synopsis <laughs> for this. <laughs> I difficult. tried and I failed. Uh, so, a tour guide welcomes a group of visitors to Actionland, a Superman themed park. The woman guides the crowd throughout Superman's life, his escape from Krypton, his childhood in Smallville, his adult life in Metropolis, his battles alongside the Justice League or by himself against his worst enemies until his final battle against Mr. McSpitlick, where the Man of Steel fell down. All of a sudden, the world around the guide tour falls apart, and Mr. McSpitlick appears grumbling about his inability to come up with a suitably epic ending despite his reality-rewriting powers. His girlfriend and... Tour guide, Miss Gipsy, uh, <laughs> states McSpitlick can't choose on an ending because deep inside he doesn't want the story to end. Superman defines him as much as he defines Superman. Mixie and Gips hug as Batmite and his partners in crime decide it's their turn now to ride Superman's rocket all the way to the Batcave. Uh, so that's obviously going to be setting up for... Um, <laughs> okay. You know, Detective Comics 1000, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, Paul Diddy is uh, uh, one of a, a, a big part of the the old Superman and Batman animated series. Mm-hmm. He also wrote Peace on Earth, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah. That's some right. other things. Yeah, it? so this was a, well, it was a fun story, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um Oh, I really enjoy this. Actually, I mean, again, so so this is this is more towards my my corner here, Connor. This is we're starting to look at like nice, colorful, colorful characters and exploit. And and I think I mentioned to you as well. I had no idea who this uh, Mister Mix Mix. Uh, what's his name? Mix Ziplick. Mix Spitlick is yeah. how I pronounce it. Yeah. So obviously, I got no knowledge of this villain or whatever. But you know, obviously, I I got the sense of what he can do. He's obviously altering reality i thought it was pretty yeah. smart i thought the the structure for this story was smart of how you know he's he's come about this and how you start off it being an amusement fun ride thing um it was a nice uh, it was nice to see all these characters in there uh dc characters um but i like the turn of how it's just him uh, basically pulling the strings for it all uh, yeah and it, it being essentially also wasn't there a mention it's essentially it was it was 
for his his girlfriend as well. I mean, they've obviously they're, they're an item. Um, and... I think it was more his girlfriend was just like helping him out with his. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. You know, as she says, uh, when couples role play, they usually take it yeah. to a different level. Um, oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's sorry. That's what I meant. I was thinking of that. Um, I was trying to find that quote, but there it is. Yeah, yeah. When she talks about the role play, um, so I thought yeah. it was really cute for both of them. Like you know, so I'm getting a sense now that they're a couple and um, yeah. No, I thought I really dug the art as well. Very, very cool art, actually. He is, uh, he's one of the most popular Superman artists. Ah. I've, I've, I've seen a lot of people mention him when it comes to their favorite Superman artist. Yep. Um, but he's not like, you know, one of the big names like John Byrne or Kurt Swan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Interesting that there was no Superman in this, albeit, you know, just his image. Uh, but yeah. it was it was a very entertaining story, I thought. Yeah, uh, I really like this story as well. Um, it uh, it's a very Mick Spitlick story. Uh, Mick Spitlick is one of Superman's biggest uh, villains. Uh, yes, he does take a more villainous side sometimes, but generally he's more of a prankster villain. Okay, who just uh, does stuff like makes the Daily Planet become like a childlike entity that just happens to be a building <laughs> well he's ultra powerful um, right very powerful oh yes yeah, uh, super powerful he's ultra reality um what is what is he like what, what he is a denizen of the fifth dimension okay uh he will be popping up um he's in he's in a he's in a few famous stories he's mm-hmm. in my favorite run um i'm kind of reading so yeah. on that yeah i'm kind of kind of catch up more stories with him He's a great villain, though. Mm. Um, he's he's really fun, and he can be menacing, obviously as well. Uh, even even if Superman is kind of minuscule compared to his power, yeah. Um, and it, it's a really good look at their relationship as well, because it is a point like he could just end Superman if he wanted, yeah. but he enjoys. You know, it represents it represents a side of him that he really enjoys, and his. Uh, I believe they're married. I'm pretty sure they're okay. married. I'm not quite sure, but it, it, either way, his partner really likes that side of him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this sort of fun side, uh, but yeah, no, yeah. it was a really fun story. Uh, the artwork's great. I love that shot of like the two planets, two Earths. Yes, I'm looking at it right um, now. Yeah, very good with Superman in between, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, I just I, I love the sort of manic look on yeah. uh, Gypsy's face as she's like driving the rocket from oh. Krypton. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was very fun, a very fun, light-hearted uh, story. There's obviously a lot of visual uh, throwbacks as well. Like, yeah, yeah it was just, um, yeah, it was a, it was a neat story. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's interesting that you're really into because obviously there's so many aspects of Superman, mm-hmm. and obviously a lot of people are going to gravitate more towards some stories than others. I have yeah. a friend who's very in, also very into like the cosmic scale uh-huh. Superman stories. Yeah, uh, all the weird ones. Um, whereas I'm fine with like all of them, you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. fine if he's just like smacking this dude's head on a door. <laughs> yeah, fair um, enough. But I... like, uh, yeah, the, there's, um, yeah. I just thought I just think it's interesting, and yeah. I, I understand completely. Um, yeah, I, I guess it's also a fact that um, I'm just thinking about it. Like, you know, while we're going through this, I guess for me and and perhaps your friend as well, um, you can you can measure. Um, like Superman by the the quality of of the the villains and and so 
you, you know, if you look at Batman and, and his rogues gallery and the Joker and stuff, and what really does add to Batman is the fact that he has got, like, the Joker and, and all these colourful characters. Um, I find the same with Superman. Like, you know, Lex Luthor, now you've got this dude here, you've got Doomsday, the physically better than Superman. You've got all these variations. Yeah. And I think, yeah, the quality of the villains really does, I think enhance or detract um, from the um, appeal of the hero and I think that yeah. I think I think that's why I do like the the cosmic kind of stuff or or the or the you know out and out fighting stuff because you get these really cool villains um, uh, I I can see that I mean there's plenty of cosmic stories which is just Superman doing stuff on his own which mm. I think are very good um, for me like heroes like spider-man and Superman their villains aren't as important to me. Mm-hmm. I, I agree that villains are an important part of a hero, but yeah. I feel like villains are more important to Batman than villains are important to Superman for me. I think mm-hmm. Superman can stand on his own a lot more. Yeah. Um, and, like, even if you just put him, like, as, as we were talking about earlier in the podcast, you can just put him in any genre or situation yep. and get an interesting story out of it if um, the writer's good enough. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I guess I guess I kind of disagree with what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, that's your fine. opinion. Yeah, though. no, for sure, uh, <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Um, I mean, who doesn't love a Mister? I mean, I say that, but man, if there's like a Brainiac story, sign me up. Or if there's yeah. a story with this dude, I'm gonna get it. You know, like yeah. Uh, even if Bendis is writing it, I'd probably get it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm just thinking. Like again, I'm just gonna you know pop culture references here. Um, you know, Infinity War for me, like Thanos being such a good villain was really good, and and the fact that he won in a sense is really cool. And spoilers. I'm thinking, oh come kidding. on, it's it's old. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I'm thinking even further back when I used to watch. I actually used to watch a little bit of manga, and I remember, I think it's Fist of the North Star. I think that was one yeah. of the manga. And I just remember, walk, you know, finishing the movie on that and going, whoa, because basically the villain basically wins. And it's like, oh, man. And it just makes the hero so fallible and and it shows that vulnerability and, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Anyway, that's just the stuff that I like about it. So um, yeah. you can see that from Superman, stories with Superman and, and the likes of Mr. McSpitlick. Yeah. Mm. So have we, uh, have we rated this one? No. Um... So, uh, hmm. Okay, so I'm gonna uh, let's rate it dimensions. How many <laughs> the, dimensions oh. will you give this? Yeah, I, I enjoyed this. Uh, it's up there again for me. I would say, um, despite not knowing much about some of the characters, so I'd say seven and a half dimensions um, out of ten. Uh, how about yourself, Connor? Um, yeah, I'd agree. I'd yeah. give it seven and a half dimensions out of ten. Yeah, yeah, good. It's a good, good, solid story. Really good art, and I can understand why you're saying that he's a popular artist. Uh, very good. So I'm, I'd be keen to read a lot more comics that he's in as well. Yeah. Oh, and next, look at what we have—a pinup by Walter Simonson. Oh, okay. Again, digital. It doesn't. I don't have it. But um... wait, you don't have the pinups in digital. I might be at the end. I'm not sure. Uh, Man, that's... I, I really don't like that. Um, yeah, let me just... I'm going to flick straight to the back because it's not in between the stories. I'm just going through... Uh, no. <laughs> wow. No, no pinups that I've got anyway. Okay, well, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, you do have a physical copy, though, don't you? I do. I do have that. Let's um, have a look later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so this one's yours. Am I correct? Yeah. We, like, uh, I think the rest are yours? Uh, this, this is... Oh, yes, that's right. The last two. Yep. Yep. All right. So uh, this one, we, we uh, go back down to the city of Metropolis, and this is Faster Than a Speeding Bullet. And this is writer uh, written by Brad Meltzer. There he is. Art by John Cassaday, awesome artist. Uh, colors Laura Martin. Letters uh, Chris Iliopoulos. And this is dedicated to um, Christopher Reeve. So what we have here: uh, Superman surges towards a dangerous situation between a gunman and hostage, knowing full well his own limits and sensing the impending critical path. Superman believes he won't make it in time. It's only due to a brave or reckless act by the hostage which allows just that extra attosecond for Superman to crash through the wall and arrive there in the nick of time. As the speeding bullet leaves the chamber of the gun towards the woman's temple, Superman manages to place his hand in between, after which is short work for him to handle the gunman. Superman and Lila the hostage have a quick chat, and it's Lila's bravery that impresses Superman the most. He suggests, suggests she consider a career in the police force, and as he flies away, he marvels at how inspirational humans are to him as much as he is to them. So, a, uh, we're brought back down to street level again, Connor. Um, but uh, uh, in contrast to the five minutes story, uh, I did like this one. <laughs> so that, that shot of Superman bursting through the wall? Yes. Oh. Oh man, that's amazing! It, it, <laughs> I love that. It is good. It is good, isn't it? It's um, Cassidy is a great. I think he's an awesome artist. Um, seen a lot of his work with Captain America. Uh, I'm sure he's done a lot of other stuff as well. But uh, yeah, really good artwork. Uh, and I like the premise. I like the fact that he is. We are testing too slow. Well, uh, yeah, and we're testing the the theory that he's faster than a speeding bullet. And in, uh, this, yeah. in this instance, he's he's he knows he's too slow. Like he's done the calculations. Um, but he's still going to try anyway. He's still going to try anyway, which is brilliant. Um, and then you have this added layer of of Lila, the the hostage, uh, giving him that that extra little bit of wiggle room to make it there on time. And again, him reflecting on humanity as a whole and how and how they are just a, a wonderful, wonderful species to him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Did, did, were you impressed with this or did this... I have some thoughts. Yeah. I'm, as I said, him bursting through the walls is awesome. I love when he's drawn tough, you know, mm-hmm. like... Uh, um. And you know, as you said, like he knows he knows he's not going to be there in time, but he still tries, and that's one yeah. of those quintessential things that makes Superman. Mm, that's a good quality, yeah. Like he knows he's going to lose, but that doesn't mean he's not going to give it everything he has. Yeah. Um, you know, which is which is a quality that's shared by a few of my favorite heroes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so my quibble. I just, I have a bit of a peeve, a pet peeve of mine is when you're like, oh, humanity's such a nice species, that sort of stuff. It's just, it's just like, I always like the aspect that, you know, I mean, Superman essentially, he is human. I don't like when he sort of disses himself. Oh, okay. Like, acts like an alien, I guess. And I know he did that for decades. Yeah. Uh, like, from the 50s to 70s. And some of my favorite stories are in those 
but in the like for modern Superman, for Superman now, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, oh, humanity inspires me, and it's like, well, I don't know. I just, I just don't like that distance he sort of puts. Yeah. There. Well, Maybe you, I'm reading too much into it. But. Well, you've actually opened up a little gap here as well, Connor, because then by rights as well, uh, if he's inspired by humanity, I mean, has he looked at the guy with the gun as well? <laughs> there are a lot of, you know, <laughs> bad points to humanity as well. So, yeah, I mean... Maybe he has a gun in his boot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, no, no, fair point with what with what you say. Uh, look, again, as a newbie, um, it, it doesn't phase me, you know, yet I haven't read enough to to get into that but I you know I, I do like how he how he looks upon humans um but yeah I can I can imagine what you're saying um uh, you prefer it not to right yeah yeah I'd prefer prefer it not to yeah um, prefer him not to be some weird alien Jesus uh mm. but you know that that's a quibble and I mean Obviously, there's that version of Superman who did kind of identify more as an alien than human, and I love that version. Mm. I still do. Some of my favorite stories are there. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. It just bugged me here. Yeah. Um, but, like, other than that, it was yeah. actually a very good story. Yep. Uh, it did... Sorry. I was, it, oh, sorry, yeah. Connor. Sorry. Um, I was just going to say as well, um, from your point, uh, and I think it's a, it's a nice one, is that this sort of... This is a sort of identity um, juggle that Superman, I'd imagine, be facing. If we're to bring it back to the whole immigrant parallel, um, yeah. I certainly had it as well growing up. Um, this fact of who am I? Um, being born in Australia, but having uh, parents from overseas, so not looking like your typical Australian. There's this struggle for identity, and I think uh, Superman would be very much going through the same thing. He wants to keep close to his alien roots on one sense, but he was born and bred as a human. So, um, again, that's a very interesting aspect to hu- Superman that I'd love to see explored in the comics. And I guess it's alluded to a little bit by what you're by what you're saying as well. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, and that that is an aspect that is explored a lot. Mm-hmm. The only sort of version of Superman, I guess, that I can think of where it doesn't really explore that is John Byrne, because. Uh, when John Byrne did his Man of Steel, he set up he set out to make Superman human, mm-hmm. like sort of yeah. take him back to his very first stories where he's just human, and the fact that he's from another planet is more just a device to give him right. powers. Yeah, um, you know. Uh, but like other than that, though, you're right. It is a struggle that Superman has dealt with and probably still does deal with. Mm-hmm. Is you know he wants to keep his Kryptonian heritage alive, his legacy alive. But you know he's also He's an Earthling, I guess. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of of different versions of Superman, but there's a lot of explorations of that. Uh, I'm Mm -hmm. sure we will come across some. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No. uh, Yeah, it's definitely a good part of the character. Um, Then, I mean, look, I I liked this story. I did. Yeah. Uh, I guess maybe it was just the delivery of that part. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, But, yeah, uh, so, yeah, Brad Meltzer... I don't believe he's written any Superman besides this. Oh, okay. Uh, he did write a book, I believe a fictional book, about, um, you know, uh, the murder of uh, Jerry Siegel's dad being linked to Cain and Abel or something, and Superman is a product of Cain and Abel. Uh, actually, oh. where is it? It actually sounds pretty cool. It's fiction. Um, uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, 
Sorry, I have the article up here. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Book of Lies. So I'm just going to read the synopsis because I found it interesting. It sounds like an interesting book. Uh, the Book of Genesis tells the story of uh, the slaying of Abel by his brother Cain, the world's first recorded murder. But the Bible doesn't say what weapon Cain used. That detail is lost to history. In 1932, Mitchell Seeger was killed by three gunshots to the chest. As a result, his son dreamed of a bulletproof man and created the world's greatest hero, Superman. Like Kane's murder weapon, the gun used in this unsolved murder has never been found until now. It disappeared, the rest. Yeah. Either way, I thought it sounded interesting. It's crazy, but it's, yeah. That, that that that's a book he did. That's I think that's the only Superman related thing he's done besides this. It's called the Book of Lies. If anyone wants to look into oh, okay. it more, I'm not sure if uh, Jerry Siegel's dad was actually shot in front of him. I'm not sure if that's like an urban legend or if that's actually true. Uh, because I haven't, yeah, I haven't really, I haven't really looked into it. But uh, there's like a thing where's a. Uh, Jerry Siegel's dad was shot, which is one of the reasons he created Superman, but like a bulletproof man. But I just get the feeling that that's more of an urban legend. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, sorry, that was just a tangent of thought that I wanted to. Yeah, no worries. Unload. Um, yes. Cool. No, it's. Um... Okay, his 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 dad was assaulted in his store by a shoplifter and suffered a fatal heart attack. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. So that's not happy either. Um, yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fun times. Um, moving back. <laughs> yes. So have we rated this story yet? No, not yet. I, yeah, wonder, um, I wonder what uh, we rated out of speeding bullets. Speeding bullets. Yeah. Uh, how about you? How about you? What, what's your first take on this? Um, I'll give a uh, 6.5 speeding bullets. Wee! That's, uh, no joke. You're literally, that's about the same that I've, I've rated. About 6.5 as well. Okay. And this uh, is how you know our ratings are different, because Ray likes it better than I do. <laughs> but we gave the same rating, so. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, 6.5, yeah. I mean, the art, again, you got the art's got a weigh-in on it, and um, it was really good. Uh, but I yeah, just like the premise. It was a nice little. It was a little idea, um, but it was very well executed. I thought for the okay. short amount of time. Yeah. And we have another pin up next. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't have that one. Here. Who's, yeah, who's that by? Uh, uh, Jorge Jimenez. Oh, okay. Right. Um, he's it's just Superman chilling out. Like he looks like he's literally sitting on the cloud. It's a nice pin up. Ah. Um, really nice pin up actually. Uh, yeah. And I believe Jorge. Pretty much, uh, he's, he's pretty cut. He's a pretty cut figure. Um, so, you know, you can slap a, a costume on him. He can pretty much be a superhero. I, I see him on really? Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You don't, I don't know, you don't usually consider artists or writers and stuff, you know. I don't know, I generalise. But then uh, I, I did see him on, on Instagram and, uh, yeah, yeah, he, uh, he lives by his... Uh, you know, he lives. Oh, I mean, you are right. You don't. You don't expect a built powerhouse. Yeah, uh, artist pen. Um, is it? I think Greg. Know. I think Greg Capullo. I think he's a he's a big unit as well. Apparently. Okay. Yeah, I think he's like a bodybuilder or something. But yeah, yeah, you don't usually associate it. Yeah. Anyway. Grant Morrison's a wizard, apparently. Oh, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's get to the last. 
Alrighty, so we are... The last story, the thing that caps off this whole issue, (laughs) and should just be a nice final note on what Superman is about. Now, that being said, I believe this is your recap, right? Um... Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is like the main event to all the lead-ups, all the support acts. No, no, okay, so here we go. This uh, This is called The Truth. And it is by none other than Brian, uh, written by none other than Brian Michael Bendis, pencils by Big Guns Jim Lee, and inks by Scott Williams, a super team there, uh, colours by Alex Sinclair, and letters uh, Corey Petit. So, Superman is smacked around and tossed through buildings like a rag doll, much to the horror of the people of Metropolis. An almighty alien named Rogel Zar hopes to cleanse the universe, it seems, from all Kryptonians. Even the intervention of Supergirl is not enough, as Rogel Zar makes short work of her and the Man of Steel. Unable to stop the onslaught brought down upon him, Superman can only look on defeated as Rogel Zar plunges his sword into Superman's chest. And just before the son of Krypton loses consciousness, we hear that it is Rogel Zar who was responsible for the destruction of planet Krypton itself. So, there we go, guys. Mm. Action Comics 1000 ends with Superman being stabbed in the chest <laughs> yeah, yeah. by a demented alien. Like, Dem- Yeah, and big. I mean, these are big, big sweeping strokes again here as well. Like, he's claiming the he's claiming the destruction of planet Krypton. Yeah, I mean, like, well, Krypton, Krypton's always blowing up for various reasons, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I always prefer just the sort of parallel to... Earth, I guess, where just a sort of our own arrogance mm-hmm. and too much faith in, you know, science. Uh, well, I don't want to say too much faith in science, but too much faith in just like, uh, you know, cold hard facts and not listening to Jor-El's warnings. Yeah. You know, their inaction gets Krypton blown up or means the extinction of their race, I should say. Uh, or I, re- I really like Man of Steel's uh, version where they just pretty much mined the planet of resources but didn't really think about (laughs) like hey that's gonna you know it's like hmm who does that remind you of uh but anyway uh aside from that tangent um yeah yeah so yeah what do you think connor (laughs) i like how in the first page Mm -hmm. uh superman gets punched through lex corp yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. I can just imagine Lex seething after that happens. Like, he's just like, oh, <laughs> Superman. <laughs> Superman's fault. <laughs> yeah. uh, Superman, again. <laughs> Shaking his fist. Uh, yeah. um, like, uh, I... So my biggest issue with this, it, it's mm-hmm. not the story itself. In fact, let me give you a bit of background on me and Bendis, because I, I've made a lot of snide remarks about Bendis throughout mm-hmm. this podcast. Uh I love Bendis' Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Bendis did a really good Ultimate Spider-Man. I haven't really been a fan of anything outside of that. I thought his Avengers stuff was really boring. Mm-hmm. Um, he made Luke Cage really boring. Uh, I, As for his Superman, though, um, I like his writing of Superman seems fine. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of quibbles with... like. Uh, you know, because I've read, I haven't read all of Bendis's Man of Steel yet. I've just read the first four issues because because I've been slack, but that nothing in it particularly bothered me. Mm-hmm. It was just very average for me. Like it just didn't stand out at all. Yeah. Um, so that's my sort of opinion on Bendis Superman so far. It's just it's really average. Uh, oh okay. But 
Um, my biggest issue with this story, I have a couple of really big issues. My biggest issue is like, this is what they put at the end of Action Comics 1000. Mm, okay, placement. Like, really? Uh, you put in... Why not have Bendis do a standalone story on what he thinks Superman represents? Yeah, yeah. You know, part, like, they put in essentially a teaser. They put in an advertisement for the yep. next uh, big story arc. Yeah. And, you know, and this is a celebration of Superman. This this comic is a celebration of everything about Superman. I mean, we, we've covered it. We, he's gone on cosmic adventures. He's, you know, just been stopping bullets with his chest. And you end the issue with him getting stabbed in the chest by mm. a demented alien. Like, it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then what I find really funny is, like, the, the last page of the book, like, the back of the book is just, like, Bendis is coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, like, this sort of horror movie thing. Um, yeah. It's like, oh, is that supposed to make me feel good? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I think... Um, it kind of reminds me a little of, of footy, um, and and I guess this can translate to you know wherever you're from, uh, not just Australia, but uh, look with footy, you know you, you put the club before the player, right? The the the, the betterment of the club is what's important, yep. not the player. And it seems that DC have invested in yeah, he's a big name, Brian Michael Bendis, um, but it seems that it's at the detriment of this milestone issue, as you say, Action One Thousand. Yes. We should be focusing and enjoying and celebrating Superman. We shouldn't be focusing on and giving the spotlight to Bendis at the end. So I think that's a that's that's a problem which I, I shared as well. I mean, even not being as you know, it being a newbie fan, uh, yeah. So I can totally see what you mean as well. And this whole thing, it, it's been no secret. Bendis is coming. Bendis is coming. So he gets he gets a spotlight here, uh, and it's jarring. It is, yeah, it is jarring. I mean, I can see also the logic of it as well about, okay, it is, as you say, it is a teaser for, they want you to draw, they want you to draw you in into collecting the other titles and seeing what's happening. But yeah, is it really the best for a a thousand milestone issue? And yeah, um, uh, probably, probably not. Um, I've been reading Bendis, um, the the latest run, um, you know, just a few issues here and there. I haven't read Man of Steel yet, but I've read... Um, the others, and um, if anything, to me, it's uh, kind of like a sigh of relief. It's it's um, it's it's good. It's good solid writing because I had okay. a I had a lot of I've had a lot of quibbles with the last few stories and arcs Bendis has handled at Marvel before he left, which were for me very loose and very. It was almost as if like you know treading water. Nothing was happening. Nothing. No. Nothing was going anywhere. Now, characters were all sounding the same. They all had that kind of smar- oh, the, the smarmy yeah. kind of, you know, smarmy... Where everyone sounds like a teenager. Yeah, and you get a sense of that here. We spoke about that as well. There are two citizens they... here. Like, it's oh, like, man. do we need that? Yeah. Like, do we need uh, That's typical Bendis, but, you know, it's not... You don't have to do it all the time. And I think he's overused that card so much. Um, similar to you, I loved his Daredevil run was just phenomenal, you know? Yeah. Um, I haven't read Ultimate Spider-Man. I've read his Jessica Jones, which I've liked. But... Oh, yeah, I've read Alias as well. Yeah. 
But his latest stuff, I've read his Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, they all sounded this. They all sounded like Bendis, unfortunately. Uh, Didn't they have the dancing banana in it or something? <laughs> oh, I can't remember. I, I, actually, I dropped off. Really stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I, I dropped off towards the end. Uh, you know, and then I read his Defenders, which was. I love David Marquez's art, but um, Bendis's story, I had no idea. It was just a lot of talk, a lot of, and this is typical I Bendis. I never even read it. Um, uh, not because of Bendis, mm, uh, because of okay. other things that shall not be named on this podcast. Ah, right, right. Well, if, if, <laughs> yeah. you, if you do read it, look at it for the art, I highly recommend the art. The art is fantastic. I wasn't reading it for Daredevil reasons. Um mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. That's uh... there's, there's trouble in my Daredevil house right now. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah. yeah I, and I like Bendis. Yeah. I've. I guess we haven't read the same Bendis Superman, but we have both read Bendis Superman, and he doesn't give Superman that teenager dialogue that he gives everyone else. Mm, yeah. Which I think is really nice. Like he seems to be. Like, he doesn't write Superman like everyone else, which is yeah. a relief, because... Yeah, it is a relief, so... Like, yeah. these like this, uh, these two chicks going on about the frickin', uh, like, this underwear. stupid stupid meta sort of commentary about the underwear, like, yeah. oh, he's not Superman without the underwear, and the way they're talking with each other, I'm just like, ah, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> I know, I know, it's typical Bendis. Um, and you said you liked Supergirl on this. And uh, I kind of laughed when you said that because all she does is get punched into like the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not not so much what she does. It's just that because I've never read any Supergirl, and and it was okay. a, it was a yeah. surprise to see her. Like I did not yeah, expect her is... at all. Like I didn't expect her to come in at all. Um, it's the only time she pops up in this issue, actually. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, she doesn't last long. She um, off she goes. But uh, I mean, yeah, Superman doesn't either, really. Uh, yeah, he gets owned. All right, they he all gets, get owned. He gets like, owned by the nineties. All, all that Rogal's missing is pouches. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Superman's in trouble if the nineties hits because you know, yeah. Doomsday was like the nineties in alien form, and he just came and beat him to death in nineties fashion, which yeah. is uh, which is great. I actually, I actually like Doomsday. Um, uh, yeah, mm. yeah. A lot of people don't like Doomsday, but um, I think if we go back to talking about villains and I think with a Superman villain, like, if you want a really good... Like, they have to be, you know... Doomsday was, like, a physical match, mm. right? Yeah. But he had no inhibitions. Nothing was controlled. Like, he's the exact opposite of Superman. He's just this mm-hmm. actual wrecking ball that's just determined... Like, he, he is obsessed with killing things. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's the direct opposite of Superman, and I think that makes a good foil for Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, that services Superman as a character. Uh, just like Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor needs to be as evil as Superman is good. Yeah. That's absolutely. what makes Lex, Lex. Yeah. And obviously that's something that the Gene Hackman portrayal suffered from because he was a goofball. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. You, have, you know, with Chris Reeve Superman, he should be going up against someone who's as nasty as he is nice, mm, yes. you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is one of the reasons why Zod's probably the best villain in the Reeve movies. Really, um, he is pretty good, I must say. I mean, Zod's super cartoony, but like he's evil, he's ruthless. Yeah, um, he is. When I was a kid, I was scared when he was on screen because I'm like, "What the hell is he going to do next?" <laughs> mm. Oh, you mean the old, the old Zod? Yeah, yeah, okay. the old Zod. Oh, okay. um, uh, don't Ter- get me wrong, I love the new Zod. But, uh-huh. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I was a kid, it's like, oh man, Zod's on screen. Who's he gonna just kill for oh, no yeah. reason? 
<laughs> and that's what that's what you want from a villain, you know. You want that. Yeah, exactly. You want that fear. Yeah. And I guess it was a roundabout point, but um, I think Bendis gets the idea of like I think he's on the right track with like you know he wants a Superman villain that he wants like a good villain for Superman. Mm-hmm. He's not just writing some weird self-insert character. Uh, but I just think his execution with Rogel's has fallen a bit flat. Yeah. Uh, he just he just seems like a mix between Lobo and Doomsday. <laughs> yeah. Um like he just he just looks he looks so generic to me. He does. He does. There's nothing spectacular about him and they don't yeah. you don't all have to be spectacular but um it's really not memorable for me. If you well if yeah. you're a cosmic alien who destroyed Krypton I think you have to be a bit spectacular. Yeah, um, yeah. This guy is just like this weird thug. He even has a skull on his belt like. <laughs> <laughs> he um, does, doesn't he? Yeah. I guess this is a bit of a tangent into Bender Superman, but I mean, this is, yeah. I mean, this is a this is an advertising for it, so you may as well yeah. talk about it. A bit. Um, yeah, for sure. But uh, I I think this is better than the other Jim Lee art we've seen. We've yeah. talked about so far, though. Um, this is more. I'm yeah. This is less plastic for me. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm still I still got a little bit of a <laughs> bit of quibbles here for for Jim Lee's art. Um. Number one, I recognise so many of the poses he, he's got here for Superman and for Rogel Zar already from the X-Men run. He's recycled the same sort of perspective and poses. Um, I don't know, maybe it's... Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so uh, to me that kind of lessens it a bit. Um, like Even the, yeah. the very first shot where he gets punched, Superman, I've seen that pose. I'm sure I've seen that pose somewhere with the X-Men. Same when Superman's down on the ground and he's, his kind of mouth is agape. Same when Rogel's Zar jumps through the the window and uh, and hits Superman. Okay. All those poses I've seen before. So just with different characters. Different characters, yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't know. I've to me it feels like Jim Lee's really cutting corners um, here and throwing it in. Yeah, exactly. And by far, I don't know if it's him or Scott Williams, um, but again, if you put side by side the work in the nineties. I don't know whether he had more time to do it or, yeah, he's just phoning it in here. Uh, it, it seems... I've seen better, like, from Jim Lee. That's all. Um, yeah. Maybe this is how he's developed. I don't know. But uh, I very much prefer the 90s stuff. Um, so the artwork here, um, it was good. I mean, well, I'm, no, I'm no artist. I can't do this sort of stuff. But I have seen better from Jim Lee. That's all. Yeah. Um, um, I... To go back on the positive for a brief second, I really love the part where Superman stops himself from crashing into the yeah, glass. Yeah, I thought that was good. Yeah, and he says that, it. Yeah, he says it as well. That looks like it takes a lot of effort yep. to do. Like, you get that impression that that was really hard for him to pull off. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you even see the grass, glass, like, cracking. Yes. Um, you know, I really love that part. That is um, a very good part. And, uh, yeah, and him just shouting st- it's Reminded me a little of Christopher Reeve as well. There's that, there's that uh, emotion that Christopher yeah. Reeve had. You know, when he shouts to, you know, you're going to hurt the people. and all, You can see it in his eyes how desperate he is. Zod, the people, yeah. the cigarette truck. <laughs> That's what I just, I love. I love that part of yeah. Superman. And I, it's just this sort of thing as well. He doesn't want to hurt these people behind there. He's trying everything he can to stop. And he even shouts out to stop, you know, he's trying. Yeah. Uh, which is really good. Yeah, so very admirable. I, I like that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, there are positives to, I mean, I did, 
I do, you know, I do finally get my big cosmic character here, uh, Connor. So, uh, monkey paw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, get a, a get battle royale here, and and again, from what I said previously, you get a villain here that is seemingly way um, stronger oh, than Superman. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I can't complain with that. Um, but yeah, so I, I enjoy these big battle royales. Um, it, it's really good. I guess that that's a, I, I think he I think he has the right idea mm-hmm. with a villain, but I just I just don't think it was executed well at all. And I think the design's just lame. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see in the in ongoing series. I'm going to read it and see how it. Um, I think they're only up to Superman three coming up shortly now, but um, I'll read one and two. I think that's where it's from, isn't it? Uh, is, what did they say at the end? Was it Man of Steel? Um, to begin, to, oh, to be right, yeah, I've got to read the Man of Steel. So, just I'd like to see how it progresses. But um, yeah, very interesting last last story here, kind of. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, how many <laughs> how many Rogel Zars do you give this story? <laughs> um, this was. Oh, I'd give this give it maybe a oh. see. This is weird. This is where the inaccuracies of the the marking system. Uh, maybe six then six because um, I did enjoy the the action um, and I did enjoy just yeah I did enjoy Superman struggling, which was good. So six six Rogelzars. How about yourself? I'll give it three Rogelzars. <laughs> it was dog shit. Like <laughs> I, I mean, I, those three stars are for Superman stopping himself, smashing into the glass, and I mm. like some of the artwork. But man, like uh, the 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 dialogue, the, yeah. the stupid meta commentary, the fact, and also the fact that this is what's capping off the celebration yeah. is eighty years. Yeah, big points. The, the the humorous Bendis is coming with Superman just smiling on like the next page. <laughs> uh. I mean, yeah, I I didn't like this at all. I I generally liked all the other stories. There was something good in all. Even Enemy Within, I kind of... Even if that was just for the Kurt Swan art. But this... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just did not like this. Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. No, I thought it was lame, and it's like, oh... Uh, yeah. Why didn't you just have Benders do his own standalone, mm. what he thinks? That, I think that would have been a much better way to advertise Benders, especially for Superman... If you have doing him doing like what his interpretation of the character of Superman yeah. is, oh, like but look, what... you'd have to you've you've got your your big hitter, you know, on the bench, and you've got the milestone action one thousand. You've got to include him somewhere, right? So, um... uh, why? I mean, like, I don't know. They could have used like a good big hitter. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> you mean, you know, maybe. Yeah. No, I mean like as in, as in Bendis, right? Uh, like they've just they've, oh, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. They've just acquired I mean, Bendis. Using, yeah, using Bendis for the final story, as I said, that's fine. It's mm. just using using it as a teaser. Yeah. It, where he gets stabbed in the chest at the end, like that's not really celebrating Superman. No. You know. No, it isn't. It, it is. It is just a teaser, basically. Yeah, exactly. It's not. Yeah. It, it, it's not part of the celebration that this this issue should be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, real down note to end this on, but, um, I mean, Hey, overall, uh, I think this is a pretty good put together of, yeah. I think, I think, uh, especially the never ending battle gives like new fans like yourself. I think it gives them a really important look at just how 
different Superman has been. Mm, yeah. In terms of like genres and stuff as well, like you know, going from street level to like you know little green men tying him up on this weird moon. Uh, yeah. You know, I think it's uh. Yeah, I yeah. think it was a good celebration. It was eighty years, uh, and, and I don't. I think yeah. I think Dan Jurgens as well was a really good opener. Like just yes. with um, just that story itself, uh, it was a little longer than some of the others, but um, his art I think really sold it. It was really nice, solid. I don't know. To me, it seems like it's um, very s- symbolic of of a lot of Superman's comics. Uh, I know it just seemed very right at place at the beginning. Yeah. I think it could have been a lot. I think it could have been better. Mm-hmm. I think. I think. Like there was. I generally liked all the stories there, but I don't know. I feel like for Action Comics one thousand, you know, the first comic to reach a thousand issues. Yeah. I think every story should have blown me away. <laughs> like I wanted every story to be an absolute cracker. Um, yeah. Oh, but that's, that's. I wanted like. That's going to be uh, hard though, because you you compare you compare um, each other's yeah. I heard I heard Grant Morrison, who's personally my favorite Superman writer, um, more so for his action comics run than for All Star Superman, but both are brilliant. Uh, I heard Grant Morrison had a story in here with uh, Frank Quitely, Quitely, but mm-hmm. oh, lovely! Uh, like they were originally on the list for writers and artists, but they never got a story in here, and which is... How come? What do you reckon? Do you, uh, I don't do, know, but oh. it's a real shame, because for modern writers, even though Grant Morrison hasn't done heaps of Superman, mm. compared to some others, he has been so influential... He's massive, in DC. In how people... Yeah, yeah in yeah. DC, and he's been so influential as to how people view Superman, almost annoyingly so. Right, Because <laughs> um, yeah. everyone expects Superman to be like all-star Superman and everything. Mm. Uh you know, but hey, like that's that's how much he spoke to people with his interpretations of Superman, and he, yeah, just didn't get a story in here. I heard they used, I heard they used elements or characters in the story that actually turned out to be a no go by DC right now because they're being used elsewhere. Okay. So right. yeah, which I think would be a silly reason because why not just make it like a hyper time or out of continuity story? You know, I don't think you really have to. I think, like, all of these stories are generally in continuity, but you have stuff mm. like the car, yeah. and, you know, when Lex smokes Superman at the end, like, obviously, they're probably not in continuity. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I was a bit disappointed by that, but, yeah, um, it was a good issue. Uh, good effort. Props to DC. They did put a lot of advertising effort. Mm. There's so many covers to this book. Um, I... Why don't we? Why don't we just start off with the the yeah, Manila cover? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know where he's standing next to the Daily Planet. Uh, I think it's a pretty good cover. It's a good cover. I I will again raise a couple of things with this. Um, Already, the wow! Yep. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't long. No, so this cover, the first cover, is by Jim Lee and Scott Williams. A powerhouse team of artists more commonly known well maybe more famously associated with the x-men of the 90s um it was a good cover it's a good cover um i won't dwell on it too much but oh man i still love jim lee and scott williams work uh in the 90s with the x-men that was stellar and something for me is uh slightly missing here it's a great it's a great um front cover like beautiful stance he's got his red trunks back which is pretty cool um but yeah yeah and the first thing that 
that kind of went into my head was it's Jim Lee, and I remembered him from the nineties, the X Men. I haven't followed him since. It's like ah, this is his stuff. But anyway, yeah. So what? What was a? <laughs> was oh, oh, that was the, oh, uh, the point was just quibble. Um, no, it wasn't a quibble. It was more um, oh, how shall I say? It? Uh, I prefer, much prefer his art in the nineties. Uh, it, it seemed a, li- a little bit more uh, articulated. Less plastic. Yeah, 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 um, and a lot more detail. Yeah. yeah, I look at I look at Jim Lee's uh, Batman, like his current Batman, mm-hmm. and for me that just epitomizes like why I'm not the biggest Jim Lee fan because okay, it just yeah. looks so it looks so plastic and. I don't know. Um, I think this is one of his better new Superman drawings, though. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, it's fair. It's a good. It's a good drawing. And I, 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 like. I think it's actually a pretty good cover. I really like uh, the design of Metropolis. I like how they're doing the mm-hmm. sort of Fritz Lang nineteen thirties Metropolis. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Uh, we will go into Superman's creation and influences and all that stuff uh, yeah. when we do Action Comics number one, which will be at some point. I assure you. But uh, yes, uh, for those of you who don't know, Metropolis ended up being quite heavily inspired by the uh, silent film epic Metropolis uh, <laughs> done by Fritz Lang. And there's even yeah. an Elseworld story which just tells that story but with Superman in it, mm. um, which is pretty interesting. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I like the vanilla cover. I didn't initially, but um, I think it's just a nice basic cover. It is, and but... You know, the, the other thing is, is we are sport for choice because there are so many variant so covers. So many covers, yeah. yeah. So you, um, uh, you tend to have your favourites. and, and I'll uh, send you a link if you want. This page just has all of them there. You yeah. don't even have to click on links to get to them. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. Um, send you one on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but shall we go through... How many covers were there? I mean, like, I've, got, I've got a few. There's a lot. Yeah. Um, so we have the 1930s Steve Rude variant. You see, I like this one already. <laughs> I really like this one. This was yeah. going to be my choice for a variant to purchase. Right. I ended up choosing a different one. I'll let you know which one when we get there. Uh-huh. Uh, it's really good, yeah. Uh, I like the sort of Samson thing. Yeah. Um, Just really out of the left of field kind of... Well, it's kind of more into your Alex Ross kind of art. Um, yeah. You know, painted kind of thing, so... But yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, um, yeah it's just... Uh, I've, I think he's just like holding, trying to prevent a building from collapsing, or he's destroying a building. I think it's just another day at the office, you know. Yeah. Oh, there's gangsters shooting him in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, it's a great cover. It's been a while since I looked at it, but yeah, I really like it. Then we have the '40s cover by mm-hmm. Michael Cho. Now, this one was really popular. This sold out yeah. at my local comic book store pretty much straight away. And again, I love it. Um, I, I like the old classic feel to it. It it is a great cover. It's very Fleischer cartoon inspired i think mm-hmm. um and th- this is obviously like the sort of propaganda superman yep um it's cool yeah no it's great uh fighting those uh nazis and and it's even jazz. got it's even got his old um there's his old emblem in the, the top left corner yeah yeah icon. it does uh well yeah a, a thing i want to point out about the first jim lee cover if we go back for a sec is yeah this um, <coughs> sorry. This is the whole thing surrounding it. Is There's some kryptonite nearby? Is there? Oh, 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 oh I see. <laughs> 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 but um, is that 
this was the first issue where the red trunks came back. Yeah, yeah. And that was a huge thing, and that's like the whole trunks thing has been a huge thing in the Superman community. Uh, I'm just going to say I don't care if they're there or not. Okay. Um, it's just not really a thing for me. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think it's an issue. Um, I, I, I'm happy that it, they are back, just because it. I don't know in the classic, classic, classic look, yeah. yeah. But you know, if he didn't have it, like he didn't have it for a while, I yeah, I really don't care as well. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously, I'll point out the 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 trunks were the sort of circus strongman mm. attire back back in the day, yeah. uh, which is why they like they never just initially said, "Hey, let's put underwear outside." It yeah. was a deliberate you know visual reference to a strong man mm-hmm. um but yeah so then we have uh the other cover i really wanted to get uh the dave gibbons 1950s variant dave yeah. gibbons who i actually met yes which i will tell you guys about when we do a dave gibbons story um did you like this cover connor i love it okay good yeah you're not a fan not a fan, no. Um, maybe because I don't know much about Dave Gibbons, and I'm wondering if, since you met him and you know more about him, that that has actually added more to it. For me, it's, it's a bit of a stock stock standard cover. Almost, it's not, it's almost as if to me, it's not like a cover. It's maybe, a page. Yeah, maybe because yeah, maybe because of the web lines. Yeah, it's just uh, well, it represents the fifties. I think it represents it pretty well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just in space and these little green aliens. Yeah. Firing kryptonite rays at him. Uh, I don't know. I just really like the cover. I like space. Space is a big thing mm. um, for me. So I just I really like this cover. It it it's uh it doesn't really look like a classic Dave Gibbons Superman. It's more of a homage to how Superman was drawn by you know people like Wayne Boring and okay. Kurt Swan back in the fifties. Uh, but yeah, okay. Uh, then we have the sixties cover. Yeah. Yeah, this one's awesome. <laughs> really love it. Big fan of Mike Allred, or Michael, sorry, Michael Allred. We're not we're not close friends. I can't call him Mike, but uh, no, this is this is fantastic. Um, I do love love this, and there's so much on this, and just as a layout for a, for a cover, you know, nothing nothing innovative, but it's 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 nice and wholesome. It gives you a lot of information. It's good. Yeah, so many references like Bizarro, yeah, yeah. Supergirl, Brainiac, uh, Laurie Lamaris, Superman's mermaid girlfriend. Oh, yeah, she's a mermaid. He's a mermaid as well. What's going on there? Um, that must have been a story in the 60s. Oh, there's the classic ant Superman in the background there. Yeah. You always see that cover of Superman's like, I'm leading the ant invasion or whatever. What's <laughs> going on? I've, I can't wait to go through these stories. Oh, yeah, there, there's some really crazy stuff there. Um but yeah, that's a fantastic cover. I love the way out of it. I love the big Fortress of Solitude key. Ah, at the that's top. what it is. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, he has a big key which yeah. only he can lift up. Um, and it, it's got... just... sorry. Yeah. No, you go. No, I was just about to say I was like my mind's just racing with a lot of stuff. So, um, oh yeah, yeah, just Michael Rood. I think his his style really suits obviously the the era and just the font of action comics and that checkered thing at the top it, yes. it, it all matches it, it has it's faded as well yeah. which is a very nice touch mm-hmm. um yeah this is the first time yeah it's it's a great great cover there's a lot going on there's so many references to older stories there you have supergirls super family in the top left there with like mm-hmm. her horse and stuff <laughs> so yeah. Cool. yeah there's there's a lot of fun stuff there i'm a yeah. big fan um yeah. definitely definitely one of the better covers i think then we have the seventies cover by uh, Jim Steranko. Yeah, what are your thoughts on this one, Connor? Uh, probably one of my least favorites. Yeah, I would agree with you there, my good sir. 
I don't know. It just doesn't seem to be giving much here. And I don't know, with the flags, I don't know. I always cringe with that sort of stuff. And, like, I don't want to yeah. insult anyone. But, like, you know, with the Spider-Man movies, with Superman, and with this cover, when you start waving your, your country's flag around, it's a bit of a cringe factor for me because I always yeah. just imagine it being, like, an Australian flag and how I'd feel. And I'd be kind of like, oh, really? Come on. <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah, and obviously that's a, as a Superman fan, that is the thing you have to deal with. He's very American Mm, um, mm. for big chunks of his history. Yeah. And, I mean, there was was definitely stuff in the 70s where he was pretty American. But, like, I mean, this this cover just doesn't really represent the 70s for me either. Um, It doesn't represent 70s Superman for me. It's Uh, it's just Superman with a flag. Uh, The the Daily Planet building looks weirdly basic, like the globe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not a fan, uh, doesn't, doesn't encapsulate that era for me like all the other ones have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it is, Superman does look okay, I guess, but yeah. Yeah, it looks okay. Nothing wrong. Um, and you gotta remember we're Australians too, so yeah, yes. I guess you'll, I guess you'll be getting that perspective of a non-American, uh, who's a big Superman fan. Yeah. Um, but, uh, here was the next really popular one that sold out very quickly is yeah. the 80s variant. Yeah, I um I thought yeah, interesting that you said it is the most popular one because yeah, it did stick out for me. I really do like it. It's got a very, um, I don't know. It he doesn't necessarily look like Christopher Reeve, but he looks very upstanding. You know, with that yes. curl, it looks just you know you exactly how yeah. you want Superman to look like. And it's uh it's interesting because it's not it's not uh when people think of eighty Superman, they think of John Burns reboot a lot, but this is not. This is pre-John Byrne reboot. So what also happened in the 80s is Lex Luthor got his power suit mm-hmm. and uh, Brainiac turned into that sort of big Terminator skull thing and he had the big skull ship, which you can see in the background. Ah. Um, which I love that touch. I thought, the that, was, like they look super, I thought that was Castle yeah. Grayskull. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's Brainiac's ship, which ah. I think looks super creepy in the background. Um, but cool. it's it's... And you got, you know, the... Lois and Jimmy Dale Planet. I don't know, it's just it's a very good, good cover. It has two of Superman's biggest villains. It's yeah. just it's just uh, beautifully drawn. Like really it's just like a really it. well done piece of art. Um and like it'd be a great poster. Yeah, and it goes to show as well, this is a good example of uh I mean, although Mike Allred's one is really good as well, like we, we mentioned, there's a lot of detail in it. This goes to show that you don't have to put much in a cover as well and it still pops out. Yeah. 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 I love the way the sky's done as well. Mm. Oh, yeah, me too. So next we have the 19, uh, Dan Jurgens 1990s yeah. variant. Yeah, what did, which what is, did yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty addictive. It does remind me of the 90s Superman. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's basic. I like it. It's yeah. obviously in the image we're looking at, we're missing the Action Comics 1000 yeah. thing at the top. Yeah. Um, but uh, what do you think? Yeah, I... Um... Look, and we'll go into the stories of Action 1000, because uh, I do like Dan Jurgens' art. I think, I think it's really good. Yeah. It's actually probably one of my favourite out of the, the 10 stories that, we, that we'll that we'll cover. But um, I thought this was this cover was a little a little plain, that's all. Um, uh, and look, I, I take your word for it, it's, it's very 90s. I'm assuming Dan Jurgens did a lot of work in the 90s. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than just the, the bullet-ridden wall in the background, yeah... Not much there. He does. He does a really good Superman for me, though. Yep. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. He's yeah. In in the nineties, he's getting shot up in Metropolis a lot. All right. It's like a friggin' war zone there. Um. So next we have the two thousands variant. Yeah. 
which one of my co-hosts from the Iron Fist podcast, that, this is the one she got. Okay. Um, which is very, uh, uh, it, it's great. Um, yeah. By Lee, Lee, do you want to pronounce it? Bermejo. It reminds me a lot of uh, stories like For Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Very controversial story, but it's sort of a very uh, uh, high up, godlike, uh, introspective Superman is what I get from this cover. Yeah. Which was like a few of the 2000 stories. Um, so, uh, yeah, I am a pretty big fan. I, I know a lot of people go in for that. Uh, Interpretation of Superman, where he's you know, introspective godlike figure. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Eddie can kind of work like that, but uh, yeah, that's what this cover really uh, evokes for me. Yeah. Um, but it's a beautifully drawn cover as well. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I I really dug this actually. I do like the the slight differences to it. Um, uh, not knowing this whole kind of god godlike thing that you mentioned of him, uh, I love the colors of the the red, the flame. Uh, yeah. his, his cape is great, but I love how like you can see the creases in his in yeah. his costume and the boots as well. They're not like tight fitting boots; they're actual boots. Uh, so yeah. I love that 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 sort of detail that um, Bumejo gives to this. And yeah, I think it works really well. A really yeah. good poster as well. Looks like he might be rescuing someone too, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, great. Uh, so, uh, we don't really need to talk about the blank variant. Oh, I once <laughs> I wanted to talk about that. I think it's good. I think it's good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it's white. Um, it's very white. It's, it's Superman in the snowstorm, isn't it? So, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How Superman appears to Daredevil. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, God. So, I guess we'll go down to the uh, shirt rip one, uh, the Forbidden Planet. Ah, yes. Variant. Yep, the store variants. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which one of these is the one I got. So you mm-hmm. should actually try and guess when we get up to it. Ask if you think it's the one I got. Um, which, sorry? But uh, I think this one's pretty good. Shirt rips, basic. Uh, I'm just yeah. saying, like, if we get up to one that you think I might have oh, got, you okay. should ask if okay. I got it. Okay. Yeah. How many did you, you get? Because I, I, I probably thought that you would have got, gotten yours. I got one variant and the um, vanilla copy. Okay. But you got this I'm one. I'm not a rich man. You got this no, one? No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Oh, okay, okay. I'm saying you should, I got one of the store ones, so you should guess which one. Ah, uh, okay, okay. When, yeah. Um, Excellent. I think it's a good cover. Shirt rip. Yeah. I, I like really it. like the white background. Oh, really? Oh, I think it's pretty good. I think it's um, I think it's nice and simple, and the, the S sticks out. I like how that there's a purple highlights of it. You don't often see that with Superman. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Then we have the Superman and Supergirl variant. Yeah. Uh, looks like it's like a toy ad. Was it? Yeah, toy. Okay. Yeah, they're supposed to be like toys. Oh, I they think. are toys. Yeah, because um, they do they do look like toys. That was uh, one of my comments, I guess. I'd say about it because they do look a little stiff, but I guess because they're toys. Then we have the Gabriel Del Otto uh, bulletproof comics variant, which is a uh, pretty obvious what this is supposed to be. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Chris Reeve sitting in his fortress of solitude. Uh, beautiful cover. Yeah, oh, I'd, I'd agree as well. Beautiful, nice icy blues. And uh, that's definitely got a, a tinge of Christopher Reeve there. You can't mistake that. Oh, yeah. Like, if, if Reeve is Superman to you and, yeah. you know, this this would be the cover to get. Um, is that is that it, Connor? Is that the cover? No. Oh, okay. It's a good cover, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's the... Oh, okay. Then there's the black and white one here. Oh, but, yeah. Oh, the, the sort of this. sketch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's different. I thought that was the same. 
No, no, it's a different different background. Yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting. It's, okay, yeah, I, I'm much probably one the, of those super expensive ones. Yeah, um, yeah, the one in one in like five thousand or something. Yeah, I do like the. I prefer the coloured one actually. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Then we got Superman hovering in the air for the next one. The uh, what's this one from? Um, Jason Fabok trade dress. Trade hearing. dress. Yeah, it's pretty pretty stock standard. He's quite he's quite muscle 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 uh, quite toned, isn't he? He's, he's yes, the the beam of light shining. Down. I think it's a nice cover. I like nice how it's cover. sort of all storm clouds, and then there's the yeah ray of light. Very um, very heroic. Yeah. The next one, Frankie Comics, Francesco Matina variant Ooh. is uh, yeah. Superman's not happy with Brainiac in this one. I like this one. This is the one that you got, isn't it, Connor? No. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, but I mean, damn, it's a good cover, right? It like, is a good cover. I like this uh, one. The red eyes. Come on, it's good. Not happy with Brainiac. Uh, yeah. yeah, we just have like a dead Brainiac robot in the foreground. I haven't. I've never seen Brainiac. So is he? Is he a robot? Is he? Is that him? Uh, generally, he's a robot. Okay. But he has a lot of other robots. But sometimes he's an alien. For some uh, reason, but... I thought he was a green alien. Yeah. Well, he is, but that got very quickly retconned into being a robot. But he was still a green alien until the 80s, where they turned him into, like, this uh, robot thing. Okay. Where he had, like, a skull ship, and now he's, yeah. So he's he's AI, is he? Yes. Okay. Sort of super smart AI that's a bit out of control. Um, Uh, I'm really looking forward to getting into Brainiac as mm -hmm. stories, because he is my favorite Superman villain. Right. Um, very intimidating character. Uh, we won't get into him here though, because <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, uh, this is a great cover. This next one, even though it has the American flag, I still love it. Dave Dorman. He used to do a lot of wizard covers. I don't know if you ever collected wizard. Oh, comics really? Yeah. Well, I didn't, but I know of them. Yeah, that's really interesting. And this is uh, this is one of those comics where it's like this is the entire character on one page. Oh yes, it has. It has a lot uh, of. Uh, I if I knew of this, I might have even gotten it. Honestly, I really love it. Um, Connor, do you uh, do you watch? Looks, yeah. Sorry, sorry again. I geez, sorry listeners. I do love interrupting Connor. I'm just you know I'm just baiting. Oh no, baiting most of the time when I'm interrupted, <laughs> I'm near the end. Um, oh, okay, so, like, it's fine. Yeah, I was just about to say, do you watch Parks and Recreation? No. Oh, okay, because uh, Lois Lane right. here in this cover. She looks hauntingly like Rashida Jones, who plays That'd Anne. be pretty distracting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, it's a good cover. I like it as well. Yep. So you like it too? Yep. Yeah. I'm going to save that to my computer because I like it so much. <laughs> and since that is too obvious, that obviously can't be what you got, right? Because you're you're making it too obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got that right. Okay. Um, so we got the Uncomic, Uncanny Comics Tony Daniel version variant. Uh, this is a really nice cover. Yeah, Superman looks a bit weird in it. I don't know. He, he does actually. He has a very big uh, chest. <laughs> very big chest. Yeah, look at his um. Like very he, little legs. Yeah, his waist and all that. It's very it's like he's wearing a corset. But, okay, I don't like this cover anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like the fact that he's battling missiles. Like he's he's you know. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. And here is the George Perez variant. Oh boy! Uh, Summit Comics at Games and. Uh, <laughs> It's strange. It is strange. Because George Perez is like a guy who's drawn Superman a lot. Yeah. And this is nothing like his Superman. 
Um, it's a weird perspective. Like I know what he's doing. He's like on an angle, but yeah. it also makes him look very small. Do you know, what I, I think mean? it's good though. Yeah, it's it's weird, but it's good. The silver S. I love the skyline. Yeah, in the back, uh, love its death. Um, yeah, strange. Or, Not something I'd pick up. But. Yeah, exactly. What I'm saying. Look, if I had a choice between Frankie's comics and this one, I'd be picking Frankie's comics one. Yeah, yeah, Superman himself looks a bit too off for me. Yeah, sadly. And then we have from your local comic store the Ooh. King's Comics variant. And this is, this is the copy that I have actually. I went and I really have, yeah, and I have it signed by Nicola Scott as well. She was doing a signing, oh. so that was that was a really bit, you know quite special for me. I do. I am a fan of her her work, especially in Black Magic on Image Comics, and she's doing some Wonder Woman as well. Okay. Really, really good artist. Uh, really love his stuff and. Yeah, what do you think of this cover, Connor? I so close to getting this one. Yeah. Um, this, because I wanted a cover that encapsulated every sort of era, and this has every costume yeah. on there. Pretty much. But uh, as one of my Iron Fist co-hosts will attest, I was just broke uh, when this comic dropped. Uh... Um, and I was just like, you bastards, because they were charging me like 30 bucks for this plus shipping. Yeah. And there was just, I just could not afford it. And for me, it just, it wasn't good enough to pay that much money. Um, It's always a way, isn't it? When you have the least amount of money or the least, uh, that something really good comes out and you have to go, bloody hell, I've missed out. Yeah. uh, Great cover though. One of the better ones. Mm. Um, Not surprised you picked it up because it is a good cover. Yeah. She she really, Nicholas Scott really does... um, accentuate the different faces of superman yes they are that very is well. different yeah and different body builds different too. body builds yeah yeah um absolutely and, i mean because he became a real sort of arnold schwarzenegger yeah. kind of guy in the 80s superman before that he was a bit he wasn't he wasn't exactly slim but you know what i mean he wasn't mm, uh, he wasn't like toned yeah 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 so the next one uh is so the Tyler Kirkham variant, Unknown Comics. Uh, we have Doomsday looming in the background and uh, Superman, Lois, and uh, Supergirl on the foreground. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not... I, I like it. I like the idea, but I think... I'm not... Uh, it's, I, think, I think the art style of the foreground clashes with the art style of the background. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's very, very um, almost manga-esque, I think. I'm looking at Supergirl in the foreground and, and a different style of the background. Oh, look, Connor, I, I cannot contain myself any longer. Uh, I, I I enjoy this cover, actually. I really do like it. And, and the reason I say that is because I, uh, I think I'm digging the, the cosmic or the, the alien angle of Superman and all these stories, you know, if we're talking about the... the diversity of stories that he has yeah uh, i'm loving him up against the big hitters right i'm loving him up against uh, uh, yeah. doomsday up against rogel czar which we'll go go through later you know all these big hitters brainiac i guess i haven't read much of him but um that's the sort of stuff i'm digging and i'd expect you know yeah from superman stories. so i really like this cover oh yeah everyone loves a good punch-up <laughs> yeah 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 uh, it can yeah. be very simple but i just love them good, yeah yeah i mean and that that is an art style that was that was uh, that art style the very cartoonish art style was big in the early 2000s mm-hmm. yeah. um but yeah no i'm glad you like it uh yeah. yeah doomsday does look 
pretty kicking. It looks good. It just clashes for me. But um, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah I can see does. why you like it. Mm-hmm. All right. So next, the action comics Felipe Masfera variant. Mm, from uh, comic Mints. This looks pretty cool. This is cool. It's Superman fighting. I'm assuming Zod. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, I had no with, idea who uh, that was. Something blowing up in the background. So and, can uh, I can I ask a question? So he's up against Zod, right? And Zod's got those um, the laser eyes as well as Superman, and it's bouncing off Superman's chest. So these yeah. guys are immune to each other's laser. So why do they even bother trying to do it? Like, uh, obviously I, not going to hurt him, you know, because they're they're from the same you know stock, aren't they? Yeah, um, I think it's just an art choice. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. I think, uh, and as I said, it depends on the writer when he fights Kryptonians, uh, but generally yeah. their powers should hurt each other. Okay, okay. A bit. I um, thought they were like mutants. That, yeah. that debut, they were just whacking like boulders and trees on each other's heads and they just weren't hurt in the slightest, so that was pretty funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, you're, you're bringing up the interesting, real nerdy questions here that I'm like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I bring the nerd uh, to the show. It's great. Yeah, Kryptonian heat vision. How does that exactly affect other Kryptonians? Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> R- write, us, write us in. Tell us. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure, it, yeah, I'm sure it just changes from now to then because I've, yeah. Uh, okay, next mm-hmm. we have another Dan Jurgens variant, the Dan. Dynamic Forces. This one, Connor, this one has to be the one that you picked up. You are absolutely correct. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a steal. It was uh, 10 US bucks. Right, wow. five shipping. Wow. So it ended up being about, uh, I think, a bit cheaper than that King's Comics one. And oh. I was getting it from America. So. And Dan uh, Jurgens. But yeah, oh, man. It's good art, isn't it? I do love his art. His, his art is pretty good. And he, he does art, man. This cover, like, uh, where do I begin? Okay, so... We have the background. We have green exploding Krypton with the ship flying off. That's our logo. Uh, yes, and I love it. And then on the right, we have the sort of Aurora Borealis and the Fortress yep. of Solitude, which is like the other thing I really love. They're like two pieces of imagery that I absolutely love. And we have 30 Superman. We have all the different Supermans. So we have all the different eras. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mullet Superman, U-52 Superman, all in one thing. And, uh, yeah, this for me, I'm like, yeah, i got to get this when mm-hmm. I saw it. So... Yeah, it's good. I, I absolutely love it. I, I'm a, I don't know. I'm a very a colors-driven guy as well, and and I love the use of the colors here as well. I mean, apart from yeah. the obvious Superman, but the purple's offset by the Kryptonian green, um, and then yeah. you have the icy blues of the Fortress of Solitude. It just really works, and the fact that he's got Superman throughout the ages. It just, I think, it has everything there that you'd want if you were a, you know, a learned fan of Superman. And they went, and they're not all Dan Jurgens Supermans either. He's drawing them in the style of their art. Mm. So John Burns, yeah. Man of Steel Superman, is drawn like John Burns Superman. Yep. You know, uh, yeah. So He's big, big adaptive. fan. Yeah, fantastic. That's a oh, that's that a good one to pick up, Connor. A very good one. Yeah. So yeah, that that is my favorite. Uh, then we have the black and white version of that, which you know, yep, super expensive one. Uh, the Kurt Swan sketch variant. Uh, which I'm sure was super expensive. Yeah, it looks super expensive uh, because it's so kind of bare. <laughs> yeah, well, it looks like it's just uh, his sketch put on the yeah on the comic. Um, but I mean, hey, what can I say? It's Kurt Swan Superman. It looks great. Oh yeah, sorry, Connor. Did did um, he um did he pass away or something? Uh, yes, he passed away quite some time ago. Well, I, not quite like I think ten years ago or something. Oh, okay, because um, one of the stories, one of the vignettes in Action One Thousand, is dedicated to him. So that's why I thought. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah well, cool. 
it, yeah, they use uh, they repurpose um, they repurpose artwork that they never published from him. Oh, for okay. that story. Ah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, he was uh, for for a lot of Superman fans. Kurt's one is the definitive oh, Superman right. artist. Uh, yeah. He did most of Superman during the seventies and uh-huh. a lot of it during the sixties and a bit during the fifties. Um, and uh, yeah, so next we have the. Ken Heiser remarked variant. Uh, yeah, it has its own kind of style, doesn't it? It looks more like Injustice Superman <laughs> than um, more like Evil Superman. Vote uh, ah. for me or die. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the got, vibe I get from it. He's got a big um, chin, you know, that's for sure. But I love those big chins. Uh, yeah. I, it was a picture I posted on my Facebook a while back and uh, had every animated Superman since 1940 ah, okay. and every chin was so exaggerated and different. I'm like, what are they doing with these chins, man? Um, so next, we have the Midtown Comics Oliver Koipel variant. And yep. Oliver Koipel actually did a story in this book. Yeah. And look, I'm, uh, a, I'm a fan of Oliver, uh, Olivier Koipel. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, he's he, a great, great artist. Um, and, I, I, sorry? I believe this is the only Superman he's drawn. Ah, Okay. Because uh, I looked him up, I couldn't find any other Superman that he'd done besides Action Comics 1000, so... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, um, look, who knows? He'd been around the traps. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, artists, artists do a lot of ghost art sometimes and stuff. Who knows where they've all popped up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, great cover. Uh, classic heroic smashing on the ground pose. Yeah, very muted colours, but I don't mind that. Um, it's it's fine. Like it's, I, I do yeah. love the, the pose. And then we have the black and white variant, which keeps the color of the cape and has glowing red eyes. Oh, that's probably worth billions, right? Um, <laughs> probably. I, yeah. I actually like it less, though. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the red's, a bit, the red's a bit overpowering, his cape, right? Yeah. And the black and white. Yeah, they're a bit not, not well balanced, I don't yeah. think. And don't worry, guys, I'll be putting this page in the show notes yeah. so you're not, you have an idea what we're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you haven't dug um, this up yet, um, just click the link. And uh, just follow along. Yes. Um, so next we have the uh, classic pose of Superman with the eagle and the American flag. Uh, it's a yeah. very iconic. <laughs> uh, yeah. Probably a very iconic pose that Ray's probably not the biggest fan of. Yeah. Um, but I mean, look, it's an iconic pose. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna gripe about it because it's very early iconic pose, very American. Uh, yeah, fair enough. But the bald eagle, come on, come on. It's like having a kangaroo, <laughs> like. If, if he was an Australian, waving the flag over a kangaroo, it's like, come on. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd be pretty funny. But yeah. it's it's national pride. Yeah, you know? true, true. Why well, not? Yeah, no, um, nothing wrong with that. And the other thing is, you know, Superman does represent, you know, what America what America mm. was ideally supposed to be. Yeah. You know, he's the ultimate immigrant story. Yeah. Yeah, um, true, true. Yeah. Yeah, we, we we won't go into politics, but like that's a huge thing, and uh, something Garth Ennis, uh, who wrote Punisher Max, and who has gone on the record multiple times for how much he hates superheroes, uh, he actually seems to love Superman because he's yeah. written a couple of Superman stories, and one of them is about how Superman is the ultimate sort of immigrant. Oh, um, and it's a very interesting story. Um. Oh, I'm immediately yeah. loving it. I'm immediately loving Superman more now. This, this yeah, no. Angle, uh, yeah. Super, yeah, the immigrant angle is Superman's a big angle. I mean, yeah. 
like he was made by immigrants. Ah. You know, like they were from Canada and they, uh, the Jewish family from Canada immigrated to America. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Um, and made Superman. So, you know, like Superman. Yeah, that, that that's why I got a, that's why I get a bit annoyed when people sometimes like to have Superman born in America and stuff because, mm-hmm. like, the point is he's from another place. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, um, next cover also mm-hmm. American flag. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have the Super Family. Um, so Patrick Gleason, yes. which I believe was the artist for the Tomasi run. Okay. I don't know. I didn't. I haven't read that. The that's a run. modern run, isn't it? Like it's just yeah, before Bendis was, or something, or yeah. I think I think so. Okay. Or, or it was before Jergens. I don't know. Sorry, guys. I'm. A bit that's fine. That, but, and I, has, uh, I'm just so happy because, like, I have no prior knowledge, so I can just, you know, I can throw things yeah. to the winds. Great. <laughs> yep. So this is Newsbury Comics. Uh, so we have Lois Lane mm. with a pencil in her here, which I like. We have oh, yeah. uh, John, their son, and we have Crypto, the super dog. I guess Crypto has made a return. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, but yeah. I do like it. I, I mean, they're all in profile, and, I, and the use of the shadow kind of makes them stand out. Uh, this is a nice, solid, solid cover for me, actually. Uh, I'd yep. for this, yeah. And next we have uh, Torpedo Comics' Jim Lee variant. Mm. <laughs> yes. Uh, him Lee. fighting Rogel Zara and, like, the city pretty much exploding in the background. Yeah. Um, I don't like this cover, personally. Yeah, I don't like it either as well. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I, I, I do like Jim Lee's work in the 90s. <laughs> I don't know about his stuff now, but yeah, no, this this has this doesn't really pop to me. Again, it doesn't really pop as a cover. For, and a, and yeah. for, as a cover for Action Comics one thousand, yeah, like, this doesn't do it for me. You maybe, know, he was too busy doing the vanilla cover, maybe, and then he just had to do this one. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Um, next though, Third Eye Comics Carrie Andrews variant, which is uh, pretty Ooh. gorgeous looking, honestly. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, it's very nice, and- actually. And is it me, or does Superman look a bit like Carrie Andrews in this drawing? Um, uh, you could argue the fact, yeah. Yeah, sure. but it, it's a great drawing, Superman with Lois Lane just hovering in the air. I'd be um, interested to know, actually, further to that, Connor. I wonder if Lois Lane looks like Carrie Andrews' wife. Might I don't know. Done, I might could... have done that, eh? Might have done that to, you know, look, honey, look what I've done. I've, uh, I've put you in Action Comics 1000. That would be a pretty good touch. Well, maybe he just really likes Lois Lane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, I, I could, yeah, I might, I might look into that. Uh, but yeah, it's a good cover. Yeah, um, it's really nice. I like Superman's relaxed sort of pose. I guess it's a, yeah, it's not like a heroic pose. You know, it's a very intimate sort of pose. Yep. Um, and the, bo- and the 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 costume and the body is not over exaggerated. It's it's quite it's quite grounded, if anything, really. Yeah. Hmm. And on, next we have the fried pie, Doug. Uh, Monkey, can you mm. pronounce that? Monkey, I don't, I don't know. know. I have enough trouble with Doug Mensch, the Moonlight yeah. Writer, so. a- a- apologies if I've mispronounced that, uh, yes. Mister Doug. Um, but uh, <laughs> I like this cover. Uh, yeah, this is a this is a solid cover. This is good. Uh, so this, is, if I can compare this with the Carrie Andrews one before, so this the cape yep. in 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 Doug Monkey's one. Is you know it's kind of used a lot you know to to give that that 
look of heroism, you know? Yes. Whereas a Curry Andrews one, it's more realistic. It, it's just tangled and twisted. And yeah. that's what I liked about that realism of that compared to. Um, but having said that, I do like the fried pie variant as well. It's um, it's interplanetary and it's... Um, love space. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Superman in space is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I love Superman cosmic adventures. Yeah. Uh, one of my friends, that's his favorite style of story. Mm. is when Superman's just doing ridiculous stuff in space. And, yeah, this is just, I don't know, I love it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, and then... I, the, the colours, like the the red and the blue. Yeah. yeah. It's like a sun and uh, I don't know if that's meant to be a planet or it's meant to be an eclipse or something. But, um, yeah, really nice colours. Um, not much. The, the focus is on, obviously, Superman. But, yeah, it's a good cover. Then we have this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Dynamic <laughs> Forces, Ken Heiser, Rogel Zar variant. Oh, this is close to is, my favourite. <laughs> is that sarcasm or...? Oh, uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, okay. there's, nothing wrong, uh, uh, there's nothing wrong with it. But You're it's, right. It, it's not bad art. It's, it's not it's, bad, no. It, it's just Rogel Zar's face on, like, like he's an ugly dude. <laughs> yeah. And he's got um, a scarf or something. He's got a Doctor Who scarf. I don't know. <laughs> he's a, he's maybe a... he's the next Doctor. Oh, that'd be cool. Interesting. I'd to... watch I'd watch that Rogel Zara as like the next Doctor Who. <laughs> it's like kill all Kryptonians. Yeah, kill all, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, five minute show, those ones. Um, yeah. And yeah. next we have uh just a Death of Superman variant with a white background instead of black. Uh and, yeah. And, what what do you uh, think of this? Ken Heiser. Uh, uh, it. I mean, why is there a death of Superman? that cover. That cover pretty much already exists. Yeah. Except with a black background because it's like morning, not like a white background. Um, and it doesn't tie into the death of Superman. There's nothing related, as far as I know, inside Action One Thousands that refer to the death of Superman, unless, of course, it's the birth of Superman, like an opposite one, but it uh, isn't. I don't know. I don't think so, no, yeah. Yeah. Um, and next we just have the breast cancer awareness one. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, um, look, these last two ones, they're, they're pretty simple. Um, so yeah. not really, can't really comment too much on it, but yeah. Yeah, simple, effective. Oh, so that was all the variants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can yeah. actually get into the issue. Um, <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed us talking about all the artwork. Yeah, because um, art plays a big part, actually, um, not only in Action 1000, but uh, obviously in comics, it's a visual medium. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting to get into the artworks and how you know the different artists portray, in particular, Superman. Yes, yeah, so it does give us a look into how many different artists see Superman, mm. and the, especially the ones throughout the decades are very interesting. It was a pleasure, and it was very interesting to go through it uh, as a long-time Superman fan with a very new-time yeah. uh, Superman fan. So it was, that was really interesting to go through that with you. Yeah, very um, different perspectives. It's really good. Yeah, and speaking of... Yeah, so everyone listening, please uh, email us your thoughts on Action Comics 1000. We'll, we have no problem talking more about this issue. What did you guys think? Because there's a lot to talk about here. I'm sure there's some very different opinions from ours. Oh, I can't wait to get some responses. <laughs> Yeah, no, please send us your thoughts on this issue. Uh, if there's anything you would like us to cover, if you have any specific requests, mm-hmm. uh, send it out to us. We do have uh, we do have uh, strong ideas for the next two episodes that we're probably yes. going to do. Um, but uh, so next episode is most likely going to be Action Comics 1, mm-hmm. along with a, you know, a brief sort of 
how Superman was created, what he was like, yeah. his inspirations and stuff, and sort of how he's changed throughout the ages, which you've covered a bit here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, definitely send us feedback. Uh, we made this podcast, well, we made it to talk to each other, but talking to other people is like a big bonus as well. Yeah. So, oh, absolutely. Least, yeah. And, uh, and like, you know, we, um, we consciously, I think, have made an effort. We won't, I mean, we're not going to be following necessarily. Uh, new releases as they come out as well um yeah. we may or may not um it, this is all about really like a uh, celebrating superman as a whole and there's such a rich resource of history um for him so we will be jumping around but we will be um trying to cover all the interesting points of, of superman and as we said it's a journey um that we'll both be taking hopefully we'll, we'll come out of it uh, both different i'm looking forward to you know episode 50 connor and just seeing how we both <laughs> view superman after 50 episodes you know be, episode be... 52 episode 52 oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah actually that's a, that's even better um but yeah uh yeah please write in we do love to interact with you uh i want to learn more i learn a lot of connor i want to learn from you uh, uh please uh, if anything that we've said is different to your own views we're happy to hear that because everyone's different um and it's it's just great to hear um everyone's thoughts on superman in general yeah. So yeah, until next time, guys, may you follow the ways of truth, justice, and the Australian way, <laughs> which might contradict each other sometimes. So just yeah. make it truth and justice. So. <laughs> <laughs> Catch you later, guys. All right. Up, up, and away. Whee! Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com. Our Twitter, at lskpodcast. Our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least, thank you everyone for listening.